1: that's Chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
3: plus.
1: Blob Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes.
2: again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the growing conservative conversation and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network, and you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com You can also see it by the PJNet hashtag on Twitter, so definitely check it out. Tonight we have uh, an exciting show. We will have Dr. Charles Tober who is a write-in candidate from Florida. He'll be calling in to the show, and we'll be discussing Sharia in America, uh, a new or continued crusade. And we'll be discussing that with a series of articles uh, that was written by our guest tonight. And you can find those articles uh, through the links that I have provided uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. So if you haven't read them, uh, go ahead and not read them now because you're on the show, uh, but read them later on uh, and get more of that. And also uh, check out his website. And I do already see a number of callers on the line. When you're ready to come in, just push the one on the number dial, and we'll get you into the show. Uh, so we'll be talking about the set Sharia. And also I want to pose to folks if they think whether – we are in a continued crusade, or if the crusades really never ended. And then before we get our guest on, uh, we'll have him on shortly. I got an email uh, because I put out emails for the show. And someone we've had on before, uh, she is the owner and administrator of the ConstitutionalConservative.com, as well as the 912communique.com and Stamps. That's S-T-A-M-P-P-E-E-V-E dot com. She uh, sent me an article uh, that we may be talking about this subject next week uh, with Susan Nielsen, uh, getting her on next week. And so she sent me the letter, and I'm going to read this tonight. We're waiting for our guest uh, to come on because this could be a good precursor for what we will be discussing next week. And it very, very well may even tie into our show tonight. And uh, Susan, not the Susan I'm talking about here, uh, but a different uh, Susie as I'm talking about, and Susan on the line will get you in. And here is her article. It says, my fellow citizens, I have a fear, a fear that the United States of America is changing right before our eyes. When I say change, I hate using the word, but yes, change just as Obama promised. He has fundamentally changed America. A fear that no matter who wins the coming election, we the people lose. We have already lost so much with the use of executive orders America has been set up. A fear that even with the knowledge of the extensive crimes against our Constitution that have already been committed, we the people are powerless. Because they have bought and ta- they bought and paid all those who would print the truth and prosecute for the truth, they appear to be above the law. I fear that we have been tricked into utilizing social media, be it Facebook or Twitter, making us feel as though we are spreading the word far and wide, when in reality we only reach our friends and possibly friends of friends. We are still only preaching to the choir. A fear that even though millions of Americans are armed citizens, there will be no revolt such as incited in third-world countries where they overthrow their government and the good guys win. As Americans, we are too civilized and have been brainwashed into believing we have no power. A fear that our entire world is on the verge of something big, which has been brought about with such skillful planning that even a brain surgeon would be impressed. I believe a skeleton government is already in place. I fear that these latest executive orders, that all levels of our government are about to change. I fear we will silently slip down into the abyss. It's a socialism with a twist of communism, where elites will rule and taxes are high and wages are low, with levels of poverty far below what we already see. I fear international law. I fear Sharia law. I fear this change. I fear for my grandchildren. And more than anything, I fear for that no one will be able to quiet my fears. Can you? And thank you, Susie Nielsen, for sending me that letter. Uh, we will be uh, reaching out to you to get you on the show. Perhaps we'll be able to... Uh, Get that on And so let's go ahead And I believe uh, we got some folks on the line And I'll put it in order Uh, First let's go ahead And uh, bring in Susan So let's go ahead and bring in Susan Thank you very much Susan for coming to the show How are you tonight
3: Hi I'm I'm fine I'm sorry I missed last week as I told you Uh, At least I got it right this week huh?
2: (laughs) Uh, Yes indeed uh, when we as I said, we've got other folks in the line, and so uh, push the one on your number dial when you're ready to get in. And 561, uh, I'll be doing a call screening there for you. Get your name, and we will, uh, get you into the show. So, what do you think about, uh, the opening letter, uh, from, from Susie and how that ties in into tonight? Now, I, I believe in part of that. I mean, with social media. We have, uh, I agree. I think that all these posts that people are putting, in part, I agree, people putting out on social media, we really need to, to be getting a hold of it, especially in this campaign. If, let's say you're against uh, Hillary Clinton, which everyone knows I am. I think it's the independents, it's the undecideds, uh, are the people that really need to be reached out to on that. And yeah, well, I mean, I think people get a sense of, yeah, I'm really getting the word out by putting on social media, but. Is that enough?
3: Well you can you know what? I'm so sick of the stupidity of the human race at this point. And I'm not saying you, you know what I mean. I mean I, I I'm gonna give you an example of just how stupid people are and we trust them. Oh my god. in in, in Idaho there is apparently a plant. It only grows in Idaho. This small flowering plant is going to cause problems for ranchers because the wild fish, the fish and wildlife, you know, the federal judge vacated the listing at one time when Wichita file a lawsuit, but it's bad. They're saying it's endangered. So that can have ramifications for cattle ranchers who graze on public land where the plant is found. So they're blaming cows, saying that where cows are, there's lots of ants, and it, I don't know what the ants have to do with the plant, in truth, uh, but um, they don't want the cows stepping on the precious little plants. It's in south uh, western Idaho, but apparently it uh, is growing, and they described the plant. There's about eight southwest Idaho cows. That's the only place in the world, supposedly, this plant can be found. So, they want to get the rancher's they're hoping they can move the ranchers. How many times do we have to go through this? How many times does the government get away with this stuff? Killing, uh, put, uh, putting Becky's husband in jail because they lied about him. Uh, going after the, uh, uh, what's their name, the other ranchers from uh, Nevada. Killing Jack Danis with, uh, you know, the cops are being cleared. They were from New York. They're being cleared. They're going to be back to work. The one has been working. And now they're after ranchers again with this. How do we trust people to even think, to vote, to see what Hillary is when they're this brain dead that they would even allow this? Really, it just baffles the mind. I I, 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 I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. I'm just saying that, you know, it's fine. I put stuff out on social media. I say stuff to Hillary. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't like her. But how many... How many people can't seem to see the truth? Whether it's social media or whether it's something else, they just—they're just blind. I mean, if they can allow a plant to rule just an area that it's so blah blah blah, you know, that's what they're saying. How are they going to see through this with Lori? No they can't see through the small stuff. Are they going to see through the big stuff? I, I don't think so. I just don't know.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, with with as much going on, uh, you know, as much going on, you know, with, with Hillary Clinton, and they're still having, you know, even, I don't know if I, you know, as Jim Condit, you know, said a couple of weeks ago, you know, you don't know if you can believe the polls at this point, but let's say if the polls are true, which uh, I'm, I'm thinking that may be unlikely, especially you, do, you really can't get a lot of people on cell phones now. Uh, But for Hillary to be up in the polls, if that's true, and and I cannot believe, and I posted this earlier today somewhere, that I cannot believe that this woman, with all the corruption surrounding her, could still be rewarded or awarded or whatever with the presidency of the United States. But we do have our uh, guest on, so let's go ahead and bring in Dr. Tolbert. And thank you very much, uh, Dr. Tolbert, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
4: Good, and the letter that you just read is exactly the direction that I'm taking the show tonight. For those that don't know me, uh, I have a bachelor's in organizational effectiveness. I have a master's in theology. I have a master's in educational technology and a doctorate degree in educational leadership. And what had happened several weeks ago, or actually several months ago, I was in discussion with my co-editor, and we decided to write a series of articles. And, and the articles were written before the news media had picked up on ISIS and Obama and the Trump comments, and we started writing. And we started with the article that we did not realize – that was going to end up as 11 articles. Uh, we started with the article, Was America Built on a Christian Doctrine? And from that article, it went into where America is heading and how it is related. And in the closing of the first article, Miss Dye, my co-writer on the first article and my editor, wrote, what are we as Christians commanded to do? This is our country. We have our freedom, not just because we have fought for it, but because we have based our Constitution and laws on the Holy Bible and God's governing laws of love. Do we embrace? Muslims as friends needing our Jesus? Or do we not bid them Godspeed as stated in Scriptures 2 John 1 9 11? My heart is broken for America and the people we have voted to govern us, who have really undermined our Constitution and all the good and freedom we stand for. Are these invaders our enemies? Why should they be treated as such? Going against armies in the Old Testament, God said, they are not for me. They are against me. They are bowing to Muhammad and his laws that are against my laws. Islam was created to kill off Jewish historical race. They are against God, his law of love. Should we embrace them? I say no. What do you think will seriously happen to our freedom if Sharia law is allowed to take over our land of freedom? We will then no longer enjoy freedom. We have become a perverbal frog in the skillet. Put a frog in cold water, turn on the fire under him. He is lured to sleep by the warmth until he is cooked without recognizing the danger he was in. He waits up too late to realize he is done. Put a frog in a hot skillet and he will jump out because he feels the danger. He feels the pain and he knows his freedom will be gone. So he bells out. America, wake up, fell out, fight for what is right, your right to be free. No God, no peace? Is that our rights? When Miss Dye wrote that article, and we did the joint article, and she, she closed it with that inspiration. She is a writer and an editor, and I thought it was appropriate to start out where we're going. And the question was, was America founded on Christian doctrine? And, of course, as we know, the 13 original colonies actually put together their own state constitutions. And in so doing, they elected that unless you were a Christian, you could not be elected into a government or political office. And yet, over the years, people don't realize that the original writers of the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, and the Bill of Rights were Freemasons. But they had an intent, and their intent was the First Amendment, the Congress shall not establish a church. Unfortunately, Thomas Jefferson, in front of a Baptist group, made a comment, and his comment was, isn't it great that we have a separation of church and state? What took place years later, the Supreme Court made a decision and ruled that Thomas Jefferson and our founders must have meant that the Supreme Court and the laws of the land can control our Christian beliefs. Our universities, our schools, have all left and have now become non-believers. What's the point? What's the point of being a Muslim? What's the point of the Quran? Is it a law? Is it a religion? No. So why have we then classified? unconstitutionally, 501c3s, when in fact they're all illegal? And why have we then noted that a group of individuals who follow Sharia law is a religion? Why is it then in America that we find that there are mayors and cities who are now joining together to do away with our Constitution? What makes Muslim race Muslims? If it is a religion, what makes it a religion? If you're of a particular race, you cannot change that. You were born of that race, but not that religion. Religion you can change, but not race. I say Muslim is a race. Is Arabic, Middle East, a race too? Is Islam a religion? According to Islam teaching, there is no Christian race. But its religion is contradictory to their beliefs because it's not a religion. A Christian embraces all of God's creation. But if as a Muslim you believe in Islam or the belief in the Sharia law, Should the Supreme Court then consider you part of a terrorist organization? And if you're an American citizen, do you have a right to the freedom of religion? Or is Christian doctrine a law? As Sharia is a law, not a religion. The only law that exists in Christianity is the law of love, James 2.8 as stated by Jesus in the New Testament. Across the globe, Muslims embrace Sharia law, Islamic, Quranic law, and believe that it should be adopted as the law of the land. According to the new reports by Pure Forum on Religion and Public Life, Based on more than 38,000 face-to-face interviews with Muslims in Europe, Asia, and the Middle East, and Africa, the survey offered in-depth research about the lives and views of Islamic adherents across the globe. Understanding the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment, Sharia law would be a violation of our Constitution and the standards set by our forefathers. Of course, there's a difference among beliefs based on both region and counties. But perhaps the most intriguing element observed are the findings that many of the Muslims who want Sharia law As the number of counties also embrace harsh penalties such as stoning for adultery, thieves having their hands cut off. Sharia law is Islam's legal system. It is derived from both the Quran, Islam's central text, and the Fatso, the ruling of Islamic scholars. However, our forefather made common law and the U.S. Constitution, the official document for the enforcement of laws in America, and it was structured on Christian doctrine.
2: Now, one of the reasons in, in the question I was sent to me, uh, Dr. Tolbert, is, and they're referring to uh, something here from Micah six eight. Uh, this is just something you sent to me. Uh, so it has here it says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And also, does this say that uh, direct Christians to, and you know, what you're talking about, direct Christians to get directly involved in politics? Uh, and I will even say, taking a step further than what the person uh, was saying, and Kelly, thank you. Uh, to would that even include, I guess you know, pastors and things of that nature? Should they get involved politically? This
4: fact, this goes back to my original comment. All 501c3s are uh, put together by the IRS are unconstitutional, and all pastors need to walk away from the 501c3s, and they need to walk away from the civil union. Uh, Marriage uh, done by the states Because they're excise taxes And when pastors Do not adhere to the biblical scriptures They are truly not pastors Pastors have a Responsibility And there is unfortunately And by the way I am a pastor I do street ministry And I do prison ministry So from the standpoint of a pastoral Viewpoint The responsibility Is being forsaken because of fear of losing their nonprofit rather than what is Caesar's is Caesar's and what is God is God. So, the answer to that question, pastors need to stand up. There was an article, uh, and getting a little off the subject, there was an article just written that the uh, uh, one of the churches has now separated and they're firing all the pastors that believe in the Bible. And there and there is a movement to close down the building and we have to go back to the fact that people fail to understand that we as the individual is the church because God said he will no longer dwell in a building man-built but he will only dwell in what he built so the comment is your pastors need to look at who's running and they need to look at do these individuals, Follow and enforce the First Amendment. If they do not, the pastors need to stand up and protest as we did back in the origination of our Constitution. So that is answering your question. Sharia literally means the clear, well-trodden path to water. Sharia law acts as a code for living, and all Muslims should adhere. To, including prayers Fasting Donations to the poor It helps Muslims Understand how they should Lead every aspect of their life Now this article goes on And and I want to It's, it's five pages But what I want to do Is I want to take you to the Theological basis Of Christianity now And the Islam, And in so doing, there's an article that we found that was written uh, by Muhammad when they put together the Sharia and Islam. And Muhammad was 40 years old, and they were out killing the Knights of Templars. And the Knights of Templars was the Christian crusade. When Muhammad passed at the age of 60 the new leader of Islam went to every Muslim and said, if you don't adhere to the Sharia and Islam, we will behead you. So they went out and killed everyone that did not accept Islam. And then in that uh, 506 A.D., uh, 60 A.D., uh, 600 A.D., There was a complete turn of events. Now, the argument you're going to get from a Muslim or one who believes in Islam is their bloodline to Abraham. And it's important to know the bloodline of Abraham. The firstborn, Helga, the Egyptian was Ishmael. It's in the Bible, the Torah in Genesis 16:15, that Abraham bore a son. And as we know, that was the mistress because his wife could not have children. So they had a firstborn. That firstborn became the roots of Islam and Muhammad, and that was the tie that they used we can go into the article which is quite lengthy that gets into the bible and discusses the different viewpoints under genesis 4557 under exodus 21516 and other writings and we could find that when it was first established how it was established, and what was the original tie, and how that all worked together. Now, the issue that we have is how did that all come together? Well, interesting enough, several weeks ago, I came up, well, actually several months ago, I came up with Constantinople. And I did not realize the prophecy by Islam and Muhammad. Islam and Muhammad prophesied that if they overthrew Constantinople and made it a Muslim country, they then would go to the next step of conquering the world. Their next step was, in fact, Rome. Well, what did our Pope just do? Well, the Pope came out Several weeks ago After we had already written these articles And we had to go back and review his comments Was that it's not the Muslims That's causing the death and destruction But it's the Catholic and the Christians in America So now we have the fact that Islam Is already into the talkings of the Pope Now we're going to tie that together Through other articles Because there are really four movements that you have to look at. You have to look at the movement of Islam. You have to look at the movement of communism. You have to look at the movement of the Illuminati and the One World Power and the relationship of the Jesuits, the One World Power, the United Nations, and the Pope. If you're given a choice, mm-hmm. as was given Hitler and other people, and you had to choose between Sharia law, communism, or one world power, you would go the direction of atheism. And that is the intent of what is going on in America and in the world today. We see that in the trade uh, agreements. We see that in the fact that the United States has Controlled and taken over. Now stop there for a minute, and if you have any questions, we'll go on to the next part.
2: Yeah, well, and well, also, we, yeah, we tried to just kind of an add-in, uh, trying to get. Uh, are you familiar with an Arno Froese? Uh He wrote the book "How Democracy Will Elect the Antichrist." Are you familiar with that? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, I, I, I try to get him on the show. I actually spoke to him the other day. Uh, maybe I could give you some contact information, and maybe you could th- uh, talk with him and, and see about getting him on. I think it would be fascinating. I think it could also maybe uh, be a good piggyback onto, uh, you know, these shows. So uh, maybe we can work on that and, and get him on the show. He's with, uh, I think it's now with something called Midnight Men, uh, Ministries. Are you familiar with that?
4: I, I've heard the name. Yes, sir.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. Well, maybe we could work together and, and try to get him on. He, he he declined to come on. I don't know why. I'm I'm waiting for his, uh, I guess, gatekeeper, of sorts, to uh, respond to my email why he declined. I mean, I, I, as I said, I spoke with him briefly on the show, which was you know, was you know nice. But you know, I was hoping to get him on uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll probably have uh, the lady we had. Uh, actually, next week isn't going to be. I apologize. I said in the beginning of the show next week. Uh, we're going to look to have Susie on. We actually have a gentleman who's running for office uh, who's going to be coming in next uh, next week, uh, and then the week after that is actually when we're going to be looking to have Susie on. So let me make that a uh, quick correction. But now let's go ahead and uh, move forward. It's so fascinating. But first, before we do that, uh, we need to hear from the Patriot Journalist Network.
1: You're not just listening to a show. You're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team grassroots conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle.
2: definitely, folks, check out the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And so we continue off the show with our guest, uh, Dr. Tolbert. Go ahead, sir. Yeah,
4: and I I want to – I was talking to Sally Baptist, which is the talk show radio in Florida, and they were getting into the Nuremberg Syndrome, and there's now articles being written that kind of go in that direction, which we're going to do more analysis on. So – I think all, everything, everything everybody is saying ties together. I would like to also bring forth the comment that we have presented Mr. Trump, an alternative, and he's actually picked it up, and you'll be hearing a different viewpoint on building the wall between America. We're calling that wall a virtual reality visa. What that incorporates is that the 50 million illegal immigrants or anyone that comes into America that you can't do a 20-year background investigation will be denied a visa. In that comment that he made about the visas and now they're talking about how he set up the agenda for the Cold War, you have to remember Mr. Trump is on my Twitter He's on my Lincoln, he's on my Facebook, and I have five of his major campaign writers' emails that we send daily to ensure that he understands how to defend America. We are not a Republican, we are not a Democrat. We have been supported by the Constitution Party, which will be in 40 states to include the state of Florida and we've been uh, endorsed by the Prohibition Party, which is the third oldest party. America has to understand when Lincoln won, he won as a third party. America has to have a choice. This is the direction as a no-party candidate and a U.S. senator that I'm heading America to. We don't care what your opinion or thoughts are. We care, are you constitutionally correct? If you are not constitutionally correct, and that's the purpose behind these 11 articles, is to prove the violations of the United States Constitution by the United Nations, by the groups of individuals who tend and want to destroy our country. In fact, what we found in our research that there are countries that have already banned Islam. Japan refuses any Islam, any tourist, or any other individual is not allowed in Japan if you're Muslim. Cuba rejects plans for the first mosque. The African nation of Angola, and several other nations have officially banned Islam. Record numbers of Islam, over 2,000, deported from Norway as a way of fighting crime. Since these Muslim criminals have been deported, crime has dropped by a staggering 72%. In Germany alone last year, There were 81 violation attacks by people out of Mosque. Australian police arrested 13 targeted subjects, jihad recruiters. A Chinese court sends 22 Muslims, Islams to jail for spreading Islam hatred and have executed 18 jihadists. Muslims... Refuses, beginning to realize they are not welcome in Christian communities and Christian countries because of their violent ways and the continual wars in Syria, Iraq, and the hideous ISIS who are murdering young children and using mothers and daughters as sex slaves. slaves. Muslim refugees, beginning to realize they're not welcome because of their violent ways and the continue war in Syria. British Home Security prepares to introduce anti-social behavior orders for extremists and stripping dual citizenships. Deportation laws are also being prepared. Now, I want you to think about Trump and his comments, and I want you to think about this article that we gave him. British Homeland Security prepares to introduce antisocial behavior. The Czech Republic blatantly refuses Islam in their countries. Alabama, a new controversial amendment that will ban the recognition of foreign laws, which would include Sharia. The Polish Defense League issues warning 16 states, Many Muslims of North Ireland have addressed the plans to leave the country to avoid anti Islamic violence. Even hospital staffs were reluctant to treat. North Carolina bans Islamic Sharia law in the state, regarding it now as a criminal offense. Dutch call for removal of all mosques in the Netherlands, which, by the way, we now have over 2,000, and Florida is the fastest-growing number of Islam in America. There is seven references, many articles, all written, given the fact that other countries are recognizing the issue we will get into how this ties together, as we mentioned earlier, with an article written showing that the black movement in England, tied to the Black Lives Matter, tied to the black Muslim movement, tied to Islam, tied to Sharia law, we will get into the fact of the Jesuits, the Illuminati's. We will talk about the Freemasons, the Knights of Templar, which we mentioned was the Christian Crusades, which home base mm-hmm. is in Ireland. And in Ireland they did not go with England when England separated from the European Union. Because your home base right, for the not. Freemasons Right. Your your home base for the Freemasons and your Knights of Templar are in fact in Ireland. The American people are not aware of the fact that how these movements are undermining, nor do they know that Obama was elected from money from the Bush family. And the Bush family was the money behind the weaponry behind Hitler and the Second World War. Nor do they understand that the 34 presidents related by blood to include the Bushes and Obama. Yeah,
2: I heard that somewhere. And- <laughs>
4: Yeah, and and they're saying, oh, Obama is an entrepreneur. He comes in with no money. He's worth now hundreds of millions of dollars as your president. Totally unconstitutional, totally illegal. We find that his money, as, as we found with the Clinton administration, has came from Saudi Arabia, that they have taken hundreds of millions of dollars And they're donating their money back to their own charities. We got involved with Haiti when Bill Clinton and Hillary went to Haiti. They collected three hundred and fifty six million dollars. Not one penny not one penny went to the infrastructure of Haiti. It all went to the Clinton Foundation. We filed a lawsuit with the federal government on antitrust violations, which is now sitting in Washington, D.C. The two cooperations, the Democrat and Republicans, when doing something and not expressing it to others is violation. So we submitted documentation showing just as Congress has breached our Constitution, and they sold the United States of America after the Civil War And they incorporated the United States of America, and they sold it to the Bank of England. America, you do not own the name United States of America. Your 10 square miles is now owned by a foreign country and has been owned by that country from the beginning. If I give you an alternative, which you're not aware of, that 65% increase... Of Islam and Muslims Are now in America Under Obama We are now at 1.6% Muslims Versus 18% Hispanic 50 million illegal Immigrants And we have failed to follow the Act of our Constitution Immigration Does not belong to the Federal government Clearly in 1805 And other articles, you had to be a resident of a state. If your state governors do not set up departments of immigration and they continue to realize that what happened in Ellis Island when they set up the immigration department under the federal government, they did it under the facade that they paid a petition fee to get into New York to the state of New York. Naturalization is only what the federal government can do. There are currently Hispanic and other individuals who are looking at they don't want to speak English. Under the Florida Constitution, you have to speak English. If you come into our country and you
2: Yeah, they're not Americanizing us for certain.
4: That's correct, and we're at 18%. And, by the way, by 2050, the Islam is doing the same thing the Catholic Church did. The Catholic Church said, we are going to prohibit birth control. So how they conquered, they gave multiple births, five and ten children. Well, the Muslims just passed a new rule within the last couple years. The rule was, Every five years, you find a new wife, and you populate that country. That goes back to what we said about Constantinople. It goes back to what we said about Rome, and it goes back to what we're doing in America. Within the next 20 years, 30 years, if we do not set up a barrier, and the barrier is called a visual reality visa, Proving that I can know where you've been the last 20 years or we're not allowing you in America. You have to swear your allegiance. You have to swear to our Constitution. We need to close down the Supreme Court, put it on term limits. They are morally incorrect. Yeah, I like that idea. They they are morally incorrect on rulings that they have made they have made laws when they have no right to make laws. We were notified by the Americans' Party, which was part of the Constitution Party in 2008, that they believe that the executive branch can pass a law rather than this Congress passing a law if it pertains to something that is more important than our Constitution
2: yeah yeah no, that was a that, that uh, the the American Party was that that no, where Tom Hoefling was uh ran on particularly ran on back in I think two thousand and twelve
4: That's correct. And what they're doing, they contacted me and spent two hours with me, and they'll be on Sally's show soon, and we're having the discussion uh, when we picked up the endorsement from the Constitution party, and we wanted another party, and even though I'm no party affiliated, I wanted to make sure that Florida had more than the Libertarian Democrats and Republicans, so we got them, their electors, so they will be in 40 states, so there will be an option. It's not that you should vote for a minor or a major party, but you need to make a statement. If you make a statement for a third political party that has mostly the substance of the Constitution— you do change the course of history. You have to be able to stand up. You have to be able to go in and do something. Many Americans don't understand the 6,000 pages being forced through by Obama for the trade agreement and how that is a violation of the Commerce Clause, Article One, Section 8. Everybody argues for or against imports and exports. Not realizing, when you shop at Walmart and you spend $100, $98 leaves our country. If you shop at your local store, $98 stays in our country. The one world power wants our money and our banking. Jefferson clearly said a two-party system will destroy America. The Jesuits owning the Federal Reserves has also controlled the money. Again, Jefferson's comment, you control the income, you control America. We have a real problem in America. We are failing to understand. People, you don't even know the Pledge of Allegiance of the flag, and it says constitutionally, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, which makes us a federalism. And to the republic, which makes us sovereign states under Amendment 10, it goes into the First Amendment, one nation under God, and then it gets into justice for all under Amendment 14. I have requested that the Supreme Court relook at Amendments 11 through 27, that they do away with Amendments 11 through 27 that they look at Amendment 11 through 27, which fits into the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. We have diluted our rights under the Congress, the Supreme Court, and under our executive branch. Anyone that believes that the Department of, the, of Education, that the EPA, and Homeland Security is constitutionally correct, does not understand that the federal government has only 17 responsibilities. And under the the Commerce Clause, anything that the federal government does that infringes on the rights of a state, the state does not have to accept. If the Supreme Court made a ruling... And the ruling was unconstitutional to the state under Amendment 10. And in the case of same-sex marriage, the Supreme Court ruling went against the state of Florida. The Supreme Court could have ruled that the term is not same-sex marriage because it would violate the First Amendment, but it would be civil union. Any church that accepted civil union, the pastor needs to be fired. He needs to be put out or she needs to be put out because he or she is not following the rules of God. Marriage is between one man and one woman, and God, the pastor. But isn't a civil union not
2: religious? Uh, that, that was always my understanding, Dr. Tolbert, that a uh, civil union was not necessarily uh, a religious union, uh, union but a, a civil one. That's, that's what I correct. call a civil union. It's not, a, it's not a religious. Uh...
4: That, that's absolutely correct. And if the Supreme Court would have ruled that marriage can be either uh, same sex or not, that's what they ruled on. But had they ruled civil union, it would have then fell under the legality of what they could have done. But what you have to understand, a marriage is under the First Amendment. It has nothing to do with civil unions. It has nothing to do with an excise tax. A civil union is a document under divorce versus backfactual. So if one is legally established versus one that is put together but not legally established, we have to understand when they incorporated America— that they took away the foundation of the Amendment 10 of the Bill of Rights. So had the Supreme Court ruled the name Civil Union, it would have had to go back to the state. The state would have had to put it on the ballot. The ballot of the moral majority would have had to vote for it. The Supreme Court could not rule under the Constitution if a state objects to the Supreme Court and it is unconstitutional what the Supreme Court did, the state does not have to adhere to that ruling. And yet, when I sent a letter to the Supreme Court saying I have charges against the state of Florida, they told me I had to go to lower court. I had to read to them the Constitution. If any citizen of any state has a grievance against the state. They do not go to lower court. They go directly to the Supreme Court. Our Supreme Court was originally established because they were passing at the age of 50. To set a term limit of two terms, 12 years, and not allow this to continue is the only way we're going to correct the problems and corruption starting at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has no power. It has no authority. Its sole purpose is to ensure that anything that Congress has done is constitutionally mm-hmm. They are not right. upholding Congress, who is the only one that can make laws. If you take and look at, you have a U.S. senator in the state of Florida. He was born in 1971. He's an anchor baby. His parents did not get naturalized till 1975, and when they got naturalized, they never submitted paperwork. Oh, Rubio. So, U.S. Oh, so oh, senator. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Susan. Yeah, let's Jewish
2: go. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Susan. <laughs>
3: I just said, oh, it is, Marco Rubio. <laughs>
4: exactly. So, one of our Let's senators. Say a thing.
3: Let's say his name. Let's say You don't need to. I'm not saying... We have a senator say it. Marco Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. But, filed grievances with the state of Florida. Seven times. We have three court cases. And they said, if you don't send us $400. We're not going to hear your court case again. Constitution So we are continuing to bring up issues, but these issues come back into where are we heading? Is Muslims or Islam? Is it a religion? Does this fit into what we talked about? Where are we heading with our First Amendment and the breach? Of treason and tyranny in America. Did the original 13 states understand? Well, Thomas Jefferson read all the writings and said only a fool would allow them in America. What does that say about your current president? What does that say about the Democrats and the Republicans? What does this say about our senators who are currently obstructing the rights of the American people today? I say Muslim is a race. I say it is not a religion. Documents have proven this. There's no question about it. It is far too easy to pass unconstitutional laws. It is practically impossible to repeal an unconstitutional law. There are many unconstitutional laws. And remember the difference between a law and an amendment. There are many laws on the books the Supreme Court has permitted. We need a mechanism outside of the federal court system, which can only be established by Congress. No court can be put in place without Congress' approval. Congress can close down every federal court at a matter of one second and reestablish a system that is constitutionally correct. We have questions that we've asked the courts. These questions are unanswered. Does the Constitution empower the Supreme Court to judge the constitutional of federal laws and regulations? Does the Constitution prohibit the states from determining the constitutionality of federal laws? What does the Constitution have to say about the powers not delegated to the United States government? These are questions. In my article, we answer these questions. We get into details. We get into details about how we are heading and the relationship to the Black Panthers, the Black Power Movement, the, the Black Muslims, the unrest you just saw in Milwaukee was not based on an African-American issue. It was based on Islam and Muslims. The highest number in America are now in Milwaukee. And yet you have an African-American police officer that was faced with an African-American person who had many felony charges, 23 rounds of ammunition, and you have a group of African Americans standing up and saying that this is against the African America and Black Lives Matter. I went to and started out in a charismatic Pentecostal church. I was an elder with over 100 African American ministers and people that believe fully in God, that would have not taken that position. They believed in the Bible. They believed lives matter. They did not believe it was about ethnicity or gender. Our current individuals running for office will tell you, vote for me because I'm Spanish. Vote for me because I'm a woman. Vote for yeah, me I was about to say that I'm one. <laughs> say again?
2: I said I was about to use that one. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, I, I went to forums, and I have met people running for senators as um, uh, gender. And they said, if you vote for me, I will be the black first black female senator in America. If you vote for me, I will be the Mexican-Spanish senator, which will defend. I am not. Well, maybe not. I should run
2: and say I'd be the first. I would be the first Druid, Senator. Go ahead. <laughs> We got Kelly on the line. Kelly, we're going to get you on soon. Go, uh, go ahead.
4: Yeah. I want everybody to know this is not gender. This is not ethnicity. This is I am a American. We need to stop putting color, race, creed in our doctrines. This is not that I'm a Christian or Jewish. This is not about Anything other than the fact That we support the United States Constitution We need to rethink We need to go back And look at the fact that the African American Revolution founded in 1966 by Huey Newton And Bobby Seals We need to go back and see How all these movements And all these things came together And how they have undermined America back from Black Muslims Nations of Islam, we went to the Muslims, and we read their article about Malcolm X. We read the movement of Muhammad. We read the movement in 1930s. We went into the Nation of Islam. Did you know Muhammad was really white? He had blonde hair, and he had slaves. And yet, your African-Americans which have decided to convert and become Muslims and follow the Sharia law, believe that it's to their advantage where, in fact, it's a divide-and-conquer technician. We know, because we can prove it biblically, we can prove it by their own papers, what and how they plan on taking over America. It is a violation of our Constitution They have undermined our authority. Many people will not accept this because they will not accept the word call to duty. Their fear of death and reprisal. Yet, as a combat veteran and a retired master sergeant, my duty did not end as a Vietnam veteran. My duty did not end by taking and serving 22 years. My duty began when God called me and said, uphold the Constitution, which his name is mentioned three times. We, as Americans, need to stand up. Our forefathers said we are a Christian nation. We now have dropped to where we're 66%. We have increased atheism. We have increased other items. We have undermined the First Amendment. Georgia just passed two laws. Prayers will now be allowed in schools. Georgia also, the churches, took on 250,000 foster children, and they are now supporting them through the churches. We're starting a national movement. The national movement is in the Bible. Your responsibility is orphans and widows. And yet, the American people have not taken it on. We find that the violations of the Constitution has destroyed the Christian belief in America. We've looked at all the senators. we reviewed their track records. We reviewed that who they voted for, for judges. We found that the judges have voted against Christian doctrines. They have voted against the Veterans Administration. They have given false ideas. When we looked at the people that endorsed Donald Trump, we reviewed all of those Christians. And we found in that review that the same Christian pastors we're violating their own biblical beliefs. Unfortunately, many people take your name because you're on TV and give you an endorsement, even though you're giving only 5% of the truth biblically and you're undermining the Bible itself. We are a Christian nation. We are governed by rules by God. We are not going to accept is my life in danger what relevancy is that as per apostle paul when he was told not to go forward because they would kill him he said my life does not matter i'm a prisoner of the lord jesus christ i will continue to pursue and do what i'm instructed to do are you americans who went to Vietnam, Iraq, and other countries in the First and Second World War, understanding that your homeland security is you. It is not anyone else. We've removed our first line of defense, our sheriff's departments. I have met over 50 in my forums that I've been through in the last months who totally agree that there is some lack of training but the majority are upholding and want to uphold the United States Constitution. When you meet a sheriff, you need to thank that sheriff. You need to praise that sheriff. And you have to understand, when they give you a number that officers are shooting African Americans, 3% of the Caucasians killed by police officers, 2% African-Americans killed by police officers, 18% Caucasians killing Caucasians, 81% black-on-black death. We have to get back into our training and our instructions. We have failed as an American. This should not be in numerical numbers, although they're statistical factors. This has to get back to the fact I am either an American or I am not. We have to drop the words that I am German and Spanish and I am of other nationalities. I am an American. My outside color is not relevant. I have equality. I am an American. I uphold the United States Constitution. I refuse to allow anyone to come into our country to undermine the fact that constitutionally I must uphold the Constitution. I refuse to accept the fact that you're going to violate the first and most important amendment of the First Amendment. We see many words. We see many writings. We see how these articles, and we see 6,000 real, real years quick, ago, let's get.
2: Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead, and then we're gonna bring Kelly uh, finish, finish your thoughts. We're gonna bring Kelly in. We're gonna bring things back around. Go ahead.
4: We have to go back six thousand years ago when jealousy started between Cain and Abel. We have to go back and understand how Malcolm X, how Muhammad, how the killing of all these people have undermined the biblical responsibility. Louis Farrakhan, W. D. Muhammad the famous black columnist, Juan, and many others, which are all depicted in my articles and my writings with endorsements, references. Remember, I have a doctor's degree in education. I never give you an opinion. I give you a fact based on intensive research, and I put it all together so that you understand what it means. I'll let you do that, and then I'll go into the musk and what's going on from there.
2: Sounds good. we got plenty of time, uh, folks, so let's go ahead. We do have others uh, on the line. Just push the one on your number dial when you're ready to get in. And let's go ahead and welcome Kelly into the show. Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey,
0: good. Well, long day of work, surveying, and 100-degree weather. That's interesting, but I first wanted to – Say hello to everybody, of course, and uh, Dr. Tobin, a couple of uh, appreciations, if you will, thank yous. Uh, First of all, thank you for your service to our country in the military in Vietnam. That must have been some tough years. Uh, Thank you for um, helping to alert Christians to our duty politically and also with the sheriffs. And by the way, Sheriff Mack, I gave him a ride to the airport when he spoke here in Siskiyou County, California. He's definitely a Christian, definitely a believer, and he's Standing strong like you, encouraging people um, of all walks, particularly of faith, to uh, learn the Constitution, do the Constitution, obey the Constitution, teach others. So that was a very encouraging uh, one-hour trip with um, Sheriff Mack. I'm sure you probably connected with him. I guess that's a question: Have you connected with Sheriff Mac?
4: Um, I'm I'm in Florida, of course. And what I've done, I've traveled through the 67 districts, and I'm meeting the sheriffs and the judges that are running, and I'm questioning their stand on the Constitution. If a law is passed that is unconstitutional, would they enforce the law or would they enforce the Constitution? I have met only a few that understand that they have to enforce the Constitution and not the law. So the answer wow. is, if you meet a sheriff, you ask the question, if the state or the local county passes a law that is in violation of the Constitution, does the sheriff have a right to refuse to do it? And the answer is correct. They do because they swear under oath to the U.S. Constitution before they swear to anything else.
0: Well, that's a good way to approach that. Yeah. Hey, I want to bar- um wanna tease Robert a second. Uh you know, we've turned uh Barge logic into once again Barge logic gosplower. Um and of course he read a
2: <laughs> he's he's I think what, agnostic, is that right? Or um No, well, I'm not agnostic. I'm I'm pagan. I'm a uh tall druidist. Oh, okay. okay. Well what's amazing here is, is Robert's
0: got a understanding of the principles that came from scriptures and natural law and Robert's got a really good handle on this and he sees that you know uh, the right likes to follow that I uh you know um there are many uh, so I'm I'm teasing him because he he also wrote a bible verse which is Micah 6:8 um which
2: okay I sent that to him by it you got me to do that huh kelly <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well this is kind of where I'm. Shut up! So, anytime I can get anybody to read scripture, it's wonderful. But um, yeah, I wanted to throw a question to Mister uh, Doctor Tolbert here, and that is um, based on Micah six eight. I'll, I'll well, I've I memorized the verse, but I'll just go ahead and recite it. It says, um, "He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what the Lord requires of you." to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with that God. And based on that, or even the first part, to do justly, would you believe that's a call for Christians to get involved in politics? I believe
4: that the Christian is American politics. I believe our forefathers established that. I believe America has failed to understand that we are a Christian nation. And this is not a religious presentation or a biblical presentation. This is about the Constitution and the founding of our Constitution and our country. So when someone wants to change to a word religion, which is not in the Bible, and they want to look at religion as being an establishment unconstitutional, they fail to understand why America is what it is. So if you're asking me, there are religious organizations such as the Seventh faith, Jehovah Witnesses, that do not believe in voting. They do not believe that they should stand up against the political arena. And I take the stand that your responsibility and call a duty is to continue to stand up and ask for the intervention of our trinity. Now whether America wants to accept that viewpoint. That is the issue we're faced today by the Illuminati's. That's the issue we're faced to today by the Knights of Templar, The Skell and Bones. The Sharia law. Islam. The United Nations. The black movement in England. ISIS. Black Muslims. Black Panthers. Black Lives Matter, and Mohammed. If America accepts these other groups over their own belief, they have helped to turn us into a world of one dominance under one power, and we will lose America. They have to go back, and they have to understand that why is the Pope involved in undermining our water, Why is climate control not being looked at, that we're having solar explosions, that for the next 100 years our temperatures will drop by natural phenomena. Why is it that people who have written scientific data have allowed the United Nations to divide America into 10 districts and control Mm -hmm. your water rights? Why is the EPA controlling and taking over when it's an illegal organization? So when you say to me, is our Christian belief greater than everything I just stated? Absolutely. There is no reasoning that as a politician, which I am not, as a senator, I still would not be a politician. I would filibuster any and all things that were unconstitutional. It's not a matter that I'm a Christian. It's a matter we have a governing document written by men that were Christians, put together to defend our rights as Christians. And yet we have allowed the Supreme Court, we've allowed the IRS to establish 501c3s. I am against the IRS. And although people don't understand H.R. 25, and it was written by the Republicans, it is a document called fair tax law. It's a consumption tax, not a flat tax. It would be the beginning where money coming into the state bought for federal purposes would be then collected by the state, and the state would keep 2%. The federal education department would be closed, 1% would go to federal education. The other percent would go to Medicare and medical. We would close down Obamacare. We would close down any and all things that were excise taxes and unchristian founded. We have allowed the news media, CBS, NBC, which is controlled and owned by the Democrat Party. We have allowed Clear Talk Radio, Romney to totally destroy and not present the real facts. We have voting machines controlled by the Romney family in eight of our states, which are registered in Venezuela and India, changing your votes and your right to vote. We have put a $6,000, $7,000 cost for a person to run for office in Florida versus other states at $600. We've allowed people to come and run for office Because you're a Democrat and Republican, and the state of Florida takes the position that if you're a Democrat and Republican, you don't have to verify that you're a citizen. But if you're a no party, which is a totally misuse of words, we're independent, we're not no party, they do that to put a negative connotation on anyone who is not a Democrat or Republican. We are in complete violation America's 66% of Christians Need to vote the way God gave them the vote And not vote for the best or the worst If you choose, as some people I know choose To only write write Jesus' name on the ballot That is your right However, if you stand for somebody besides a libertarian Or stand for somebody besides the Green Party Or stand for somebody besides a Democrat and Republican You will find that you did what Lincoln did. You will end up with a change of movement. You will end up bringing America back in line. My Christian viewpoint is God-given. It's not a choice that I have. If 66% of Americans are Christian, they do not have a choice. They have to follow what God gave them to do. Is this a speech about religion? No. Is this a speech about creation? No. This is a speech about responsibility as an American to ensure that I follow the Constitution and the First Amendment. If you well, let me, violate
0: uh, they first yeah. Well yeah. Uh, yeah. Well let me uh kinda of go back to where I'm coming from in the sense that uh Micah six eight because yes we have all these affronts upon our natural rights, um, and even people on the left are understanding that our natural rights are being violated, particularly their uh, votes are being flipped to somebody they didn't want to vote for, or they got pulled off the rosters, that's for another thing, there's lots, of, I've been an activist for 30 years coming up on 30 years, and uh, but I, I just wanted to you know go into Micah 6 eight a little bit more, do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God, and I think one of the greatest examples in this Um, Election season is Ben Carson He's very humble First of all He's very sharp And obviously he's a Christian And even further going back to the first word To do justly I really believe Christians need to get involved uh, Not use politics To push religion But to get involved And affirm our natural rights As helped in the Constitution And it's The do justly part when Christians realize one of the fundamental factors why Israel got, um, when God said, okay, I'm done with you, because you, you, Israel, look, you, you've gotten real wicked. And one of the key things, if you look at Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Amos, God is calling out the corruption of the judges. And Amos hammers uh, the judges. And, and and he even complains, the prophet, poor prophet, he said, look, I was just a shepherd. I didn't want to do this. But he had to confront... Um, The corrupt judges, and even uh, Jeremiah says, uh, you do not care about the plight of the widow or the orphan. Uh, You favor the rich. It's really um, a strong indication that if Christians don't get involved more, we are going to fall under potential problems where God can remove his protection from us
5: um,
0: because of the corruption in the courts and other things. Of course, there are many, many good judges. Um, but we've got to get involved, I really believe, so that we have a nation that does justly to avoid what happened to Israel. And God God always warns them, look, your judges are corrupt. And then God finally said, that's enough. I'm sending um, King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians because you guys are so wicked. So that's really a, a, a good, um, I don't want to say warning, but I, I guess that's the right word for it is, we need to get involved so we have honest judges who are following the Constitution, a document that was put together through much prayer and the Western thinking of Christianity, if you will. Um, that has got to be and I get I get I did get frustrated, but I've helped Christians register to vote. Um and, and as a positive to all the problems we're facing, I I wouldn't I just really want to encourage the Christians to get out there and even come listen to Barge Logic Gospel Hour. Um, <laughs> so I kind of want to – I'm confusing you again, Robert, but I, I just kind of wanted to uh, get your thoughts on the positive, if you will, and and then how do we attract? Because Ben Carson is I, – I try to watch about one video of his a day. He's an absolutely stunning, uplifting, encouraging. How do we build people up? I mean, I help I with a local homeless shelter. He's helped with kids and getting them out of their difficult situations. I mean he's he's a lot of what a Christian should be and then he figured he should get involved in politics. So I don't know, what what what's your thoughts on how do we how do how do we attract how do we attract Christians so that they can get involved? I mean, I love what you heard about Georgia. Oh my gosh. Christians are stepping up to the plate. But how how do we nationwide attract people other than telling the the stories and then we know we all know what's going on, yeah, we're going down the you know We're going down the toilet. But how, how, I'm being repetitive here, and I'm sorry, but how do we attract, like Ben Carson does, how do we attract Christians to get active?
4: It, It starts with the way we run our ministry. We do not run our ministry from a building. We actually put 10 people together in a community to help one person. We actually go to other ministries and help them divide their 100 people into 10. We actually show them how to get off of welfare and how to get reemployed. skins involved in the homeless, the the prostitutional, the abortion issues. We get them involved in the prison ministries. We show that the foundation of Christianity and Jesus' work was the conversion of the population under John 21: feed, clothe, and shelter. We have to close down anything that's related to socialism. We have to go back to our people and ask, who do you choose, your ministries or your your government? They're currently choosing the government on social welfare. Our Christian community has failed to enhance and help the communities. We need to get our pastors back involved. We need to get them out of the building and on the streets. When I travel, and I have been for three years in a fifth will, I run to homeless people in campgrounds living in tents. I take 10 of them. I get them in drug rehab. I get them in the army. I get them into educational programs. I get them in the cross training. I get them in the programs. I don't give them money, I give them instructions. I tell about my past, about my parents. About my two sisters committing suicide, about my alcoholic background and my family, about the fact that I failed the first, second grade in my high school dropout that now has two masters, a doctorate degree. I tell them about self motivation. I tell them success is not based on other people, success is based on you. I give them the fact that the intervention of God in my life in 1999 took me out of selling multi million dollar airplanes put me on the street living in a car and how god used me and where i am at today and what i'm doing is not relevant what i want to do it's my assignment each one of us is given an assignment if you don't open your eyes to your assignment you have closed your mind to the whole reason of our creation god very clearly gave us instructions on how we were formed and created He also gave us the rules. So anyone that says that a pastor or an individual as myself is talking religion, that is untrue. I am talking about responsibility. Many are called. Few are chosen. Are you one of the chosen? If you're one of the chosen, can you bring America back into line of why we're here to begin with? Any pastor, any Christian any american that does not understand the constitution that does not follow the constitution needs to leave america whether they like that comment or not it's a treasonable act to be in america and not follow the constitution any church any well, one school, of the
6: things
0: one of the community. things that i find well one of the things i find in political activism is numbers we need numbers. I filled the supervisor's chambers here in my county, out the hall, down the stairs. Um, they were trying to do a thousand dollar a day fine if you had you built a deck without a permit, if you built a retaining wall without a permit, garage without a permit, and we stayed that um, from happening, you know. And so we, in the political realm, we need massive numbers, and with that, we need attraction, and so. I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why I watch Ben Carson, because he's just very attractive and intelligent and funny, of course. Um, I I just, how do we keep attracting people for large numbers as well as educate them about the Constitution as well? Um, I'm just, you know, I'm struggling with that because we just need numbers and awareness and at the same time grace. Um, how, How do we do that?
4: Three words, educate. Produce, defend. We must educate every member of America. We wrote articles in 2010, which are governed now by several states, bring jobs home. We need to reform production. Unemployment is over 14%. They are telling you it's four point. You're using statistical data. Statistical data is a make-believe fantasy. The states and the cities are using The the permits for businesses to enhance the Chamber of Commerces are ran by the Republican Party. The the Tea Party is now part of the Republican Party. Your independents are now becoming Democrats. We need the statistical data to prove that everything that you're hearing is a facade. Statistical data is a make-believe world. It has no basis or foundation. It's up to you as an individual, not by numbers, but if I take one individual and I put it together with another individual and I put it together with another individual and we stand together and unite as one unit, we win. If we let this be taken away because of the news press who is dumbing down America through false statistical reports, we lose. We must prove everything that's being said is true or false based on the fact we can go to Hillary Clinton. Thirty-seven people that worked for them died from suicide or death
2: in
6: a
4: building that just exploded. Four more people died, and that 17 people that were all related to the Clinton Foundation and the Democrat Party, the Democrat Mm -hmm. Party in Texas has Islam and Muslims as directors. Statistical data doesn't answer that. What answers that is pure facts. People need to go out and read the facts and stop looking at statistical data. When I ran what? for governor, Fox News had me at 14%, 1.4 million votes. When the governor won, he was down by 3%. The state of Florida polls 50% versus national average of 36%. My 1.4 million votes within two weeks drops to 82 votes. We filed fraudulent charges against the state of Florida. They refused to recognize or even do anything about it. I am the only person that has a lawsuit against the state of Florida for open primaries. I am the only person that has a lawsuit Felony's right to vote after they serve their time I'm the only one that has a lawsuit Against the Supreme Court Against the antitrust violations If I win Senate, it's not relevant If I lose and don't become a senator It's not relevant I am one person I can make a difference We as America need to stand as one Don't look at your statistical numbers Don't look on how many are or are not when I did my doctor degree, the question was, how do you succeed? Simple, self-motivation. If you're not motivated to succeed and take back America, we lose. It's not that we as a group of 300 and some million people, it's we as one individual have to stand up. We continually think that it's a statistical number. It's not. It's you. It's you as an American. It's you as an American who believes in the Constitution that changes America. Our forefathers stood up as a very small group of individuals. They defeated England. They took America and made it who we are today. It wasn't millions of people. It was a small number. How do we take America back? It starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with any and all people we need to stop saying 13, 16, 68. I use numbers to show where everybody's lying, but I also go back to the say these numbers aren't relevant. The numbers that are relevant is what did you do? When I talk to a veteran and they talk about McCain, McCain closed down everything good about the Veterans Administration. Yes, he was a prisoner of war. Yes, he did get shot down and yes, Trump should not have said anything against prisoners. but he was also correct in saying McCain is not correct as a senator. Rubio just came out with an article on what he's doing, and they, you got to catch the word that might help. It doesn't say it did help. They use the word might help. what he's doing for the better. Everybody and everything you sit here today, is a facade. Not one thing in the press is correct. They're lies, they're fantasies, and they're put together to deceive and dumb down America. You, not me, you, one individual listening to this radio show can change America. Moses did it, Abraham did it, Apostle Paul did it, and of course our Lord Jesus Christ did it. We watched Eli, we watched Samuel. We think today that God has not called anybody. God has called you to defend America. God has called you to stand up. If you don't want to believe in God and you don't think God should be part of our doctrine, then why are you in America if that's why we were founded and formed to begin with? I do not understand how America can take the position that you cannot pray. I cannot understand why I can walk around Wearing certain clothing because of my Islamic beliefs, but I'm not allowed to wear a cross. They just arrested a six-year-old child for handing out Bible verses. They sent a sheriff to her house saying that she had no right to do that. We're seeing in America the political system, our school system, totally disregard the constitutionality and the rights of our children. We are redirecting. The entire course of history And destroying our reasoning For the discovery And the put together of America If we were back At the beginning we would find What I am saying I would be one of the writers of the constitution Now I'm going to be one of I'm going to be one of the people That it forces
0: Well I, I wanted to share with you One little technique That helps me Gently influence people I had a client I called her up She Showed me a chunk of money And I was like There's some grace there went, You know And we got into politics A little bit She liked Bernie Sanders Hey that's fine That's her And then she went into uh, You know There's just too many people It's overpopulated And the earth can't sustain this and I said you know I am still looking for uh, Someone who is and I'm saying it just, just the way I said it now Okay I'm looking for someone who espouses that there's overpopulation to be the first example to solve that problem. I mean, obviously that subtly implies commit suicide, if you believe that. And of course, you run into these people that overpopulation, and they won't be the example of what they're espousing. I did it in a way that was gentle, made her think. I didn't put her on the defensive. Um, And I, I love how Ben Carson can a banter um, With like CNN and Whoopi Goldberg So why do you support Trump he's a racist <laughs> You know I mean he was right into him And he gently responded It was positive when he was done The interview on the view You know he sat around the table and talk. Uh, You People didn't Like him and the reason why They like him is because he could Gently respond And the Apostle Paul talks in Ephesians 4 Of Speaking the truth in love And it doesn't matter If I wrote the constitution If I can't be a positive Influence and and attract people They're not going to listen to me I'm saying this because I see A lot of Christians get really Upset and they go Off and I have a number of Facebook Chats I'm like uh, Look a Christian that just Hammered somebody really rudely I don't think that's Right You might want to look at Ephesians 4, speaking the truth in love. And love means I'm not coming out offensive in my
6: how. Certainly my words
0: and the Spirit will convict people of of sin and all that. But I have to do this in the most gentlest way to attract. And I think that's one of the problems I'm seeing, why why Christians are not having more of an influence. I just wanted to throw that out to you and see what your thoughts were on that.
4: I think your answer goes back to the fact Of the false teaching of the false prophets That you have today in your ministries That they have moved us from that point That you just said And they moved us to the point of anger Frustration and socialism And so if we look I deal with a lot of pastors And I deal with them in many countries With my online school And they have come to the conclusion That if America does not take back The Christian viewpoint We lose The world That's the viewpoint of Ukraine Thailand, China That's the viewpoint of the Philippines Russia I get this viewpoint every day That if our churches Which is the physical place And I believe the church Is our own body Does not reestablish Their strength That used to be our welfare program. That used to be our support program. That
6: used to be
0: our. Oh, I totally agree. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I'm I'm back back to numbers again. I had a saying that I sent a text to myself so I wouldn't forget it. But the saying goes like this: Um, If I if I, lovingly communicate something to someone, and they don't get it, it's their fault. If I harshly communicate something and they don't get it, it's my fault. The keyword is the how: harsh versus love. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm,
4: I'm going kind of to take you. Yeah, I'm going to take you to the point. Of, it's called discernment of spirit. If I present an idea and you do not accept it, that means God did not open up the discernment of spirit for me to argue with you for or against an issue. Is not my problem. If I lay my hands on you and I say you're healed and I go back and look, that means I had no faith. If I go back and do something and I do not believe that that's what I'm supposed to do, then I've lost what I'm supposed to do. If I suggest something and you don't open your eyes to it, it's not my problem. That's between you and God.
0: Well, right. That's why I say if I. Well, I only communicate something to somebody and they don't get it, that's their fault. It's
6: not your If point. I harshly, it's not your if point. I harshly, if I, hold on, if I harshly communicate
0: something to somebody and they don't get it, it could be my fault. Now, if you look at Jesus, we have a couple instances where, with the Pharisees, he was tough as nails on them, even Peter. He said, Peter, get behind me, Satan. Bam. But with the world at the well, that's fascinating. He started out with a conversation. Conversation, ebb and flow conversation. And then she went to the village, the villagers came out, he stayed there two more days. And Christ perfectly, brilliantly, knew when to have an ebb and flow conversation, when to be accepting, and he also knew, which takes a lot of discernment, when to be tough as nails. And there's, very, there's a lot less instances of Christ.
1: Uh, there are, you know,
0: Peter and John would ask him privately, Jesus would just explain it to him. Uh, other times he was harsh as nails. But it takes a lot of maturity to know
4: which approach to use. Um, and, and years of maturity, I'm, I'm trying to
0: tell you, and I'm still trying to figure it out.
4: Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I won't do a debate. I only do forums because a debate is exactly what you just said. A forum, I present my viewpoint, you accept it or not. A debate, I'm making you look like an idiot, or you're making me look like an idiot. If I'm trying to force my will on you and you have not accepted it, I need to keep my mouth shut. I cannot argue with your viewpoint. I cannot argue with your background and your history. I can only present what I know, and then you have to formulate where you stand. I walk away, and you have to dwell upon what is said, and you either convert to it or you continue in your own path. We have no responsibility to change a characteristic of an individual subconscious. It is not our problem. Our problem is to fulfill our own calling, our own mission, and do our own job, and let the others be handled by their own discernment. And that's where we have failed. We are not letting. We see Biblically over and over and over where things took place because of lack of faith, where they had to have a confirmation multiple times in the Old Testament. Well, today... We have no confirmation. What we have is we're taken to a point where we see nothing, and then God steps in and corrects it. God loves when he is the only one that makes us. Why do I have two masters and a doctor degree and not working in a university? Why am I out on the street doing what I'm doing? Because that's my calling, and I'm dyslexic and ADD and a high school dropout. How did I get an education? God placed 21 people in front of me to get me through my colleges, just like he did with Moses and his brother. God assigns us. We either open our ears, we open our eyes, or we close our minds. It is not me that can open your mind. The transveiling of the Spirit is not my problem. That's God gives birth to the Spirit, not me. I, I well, let's, do let's, what, what, I, what I figured
0: out. What I figured out is, see, I can be as straight up to somebody as they need to hear. I can absolutely do that. I find most times it doesn't work.
6: Yeah. If I attract them
0: no. and wait, either open this, I
6: yeah. have a friend who's got a
0: terrible uh, daughter situation right now, and he didn't want to hear anymore, so I dropped it. That's it. He'll come back to me. He'll come back to me another day. And, uh,. I just find, I mean, yeah, I can be harsh and rude and mean and all that stuff. It just doesn't work compared to attraction. That's kind of where I'm going with this. And, yes, yeah. I have a reserve.
4: Yeah. Bam!
6: Here's yeah. what
0: I'm trying to say.
4: Yeah. And as a retired master sergeant, first sergeant, if you didn't play the game, I locked you up in the commander's office. That's the <laughs> one we did. We, we, yeah. we, just, we walked you into the commander's office, and we had gels, and we said, we want this man or woman. Well, we didn't have women. I got out when they decided to go co-ed. We, we, we just said, no, that's not the way we play. Well, in today's society, that's not what we do anymore. We have, we're passive or passive-aggressive. And we have to relook at our viewpoints as, how do I persuade you to follow the Constitution? All I do is present it to you. If you don't want to go along with it, it's not my problem. I can only present it to you. What I find, though, if I present it to you, within a week, you will come back to me and say, I never thought about it that way. I don't sit there and say, you have to do this. I said, this is the first, the second, the third. This is the 10th, the 14th. This is the open primaries, the 24th Amendment. This is the Commerce Clause. These are the elements. Don't buy into it. That's your problem. It's not mine. Congress is the one that declares war. Congress is the one that sets treaties. Congress is responsible. The states are responsible for their own defense. The states are responsible for things. You don't agree with that? That's fine. It's unconstitutional for you not to agree with it, but that's your opinion, and you're right to your opinion. I will guarantee you that if you think about your opinion, it doesn't become an opinion anymore. Opinions mean nothing. What is important is what is the facts? What is the history of our Constitution? What was the purpose of our Constitution? You want to give coincidences? You want to give opinions? You want to give statistical data? You become unconstitutionally correct. You need, to go, we need, and when I say you, I don't mean you in particular. I mean you as me or any individual need to rethink, reorganize, re-research, and relearn the whole purpose of the United States of America and not the United States of America Incorporated. We need to get rid of the corporation under the, and put it back under de facto, get rid of the fact it's DeVore, a legal institution. We need to get back to the state rights. We need the governors <laughs> who have, in fact, committed treason themselves We need to get back and remove our judges and our courts. We need Congress to close down establishments, which they have put in, which are unconstitutional. We're allowing branches and people to do things, and we believe the press rather than the truth. And so when you ask, if I hit you with something 10 times, you're going to remember 20%. So the 20% you believe in (laughs) is the separation of church and state. That's the 20% unfortunately that's unconstitutional there is nothing in the constitution saying separation of church and state it says congress shall not establish a religion it says that we have a right and we've taken that right away because we have allowed the supreme court we have allowed the congress we have allowed our state and our churches to fail us and we have taken no action against it america You have to find out. You have to learn. You have to change your mind. I don't do it for you. I present you the facts. Whether you accept it, that's up to you. If you don't accept it, that's up to you. If you're going to bring America back in the realm of where we were when we were originally founded, you, one American, needs to go back and rethink and come up, why was America established? We opened the show with. Was America founded on Christian doctrine? Absolutely. Is America supposed to be based on Christian doctrine? Absolutely. You want to argue the separation of church and state and go against that comment? You then violate the U.S. Constitution. If someone says, are you a Christian? I'm a believer in God. Christianity is a word. Religion is a word. The Trinity is a fact. Does the indwelling spirit live within you? Absolutely. In the Old Testament, it said that the spirit came upon you. In the New Testament, the spirit indwelled within you. If you look at the Trinity and you want to know where heaven is at, I got an answer for you. It says the kingdom of heaven lies within you. You want to make this a religious seminar and, and motivation about God? Then find the spirit. If you want to make this about the Constitution... Put them both together, and you will find that what I'm saying is one and the same. They are not separated. They're never supposed to be separated. You're right to stand on the street. You're right to help your neighbor. They are saying you cannot have soup kitchens. They are saying you have to pay a fee in order to feed the people. They're saying that you cannot provide clothes and shelter without regulations. This is all to put you into a socialist economy. They have closed down the church's rights, and they have taken away your responsibility. Who allowed it? You voted for the people that are doing it. It's not the laws. It's the people you voted for. You don't understand, America, that if you vote for somebody who has undermined the Constitution, you're the one that has destroyed and brought us to the chaos we are today. I didn't do it. Your grandmother didn't do it. This generation is doing it. We, as Americans, need to go back and relook at our responsibility, our religious rights, our spiritual rights, our responsibility to our neighbor. Forget the soup kitchens, forget anything. Take 10 people in a community, go help that young child. Get that, you know, in Florida we have 70,000. Homeless children going to schools, living in cars. 70,000 in Florida alone. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands foster children. The numbers of education undermining the lack of production. The, The whole economy is based on America doesn't care. They think the federal government has the right over them. The IRS. The Social Security All these and Obamacare Were decided that they were illegal And the Supreme Court Went around the illegality And authorized it Even after they called it an excise tax And only Congress Can establish a tax They have again Everything you're saying Is being undermined Because the American people Are not being educated
0: well, you know, hey, uh, I, uh, uh, I wanted to hear Cindy's thoughts because, uh, well, if I speak anymore, I'm going to be committing the eighth deadly sin, which is hogging the microphone.
2: <laughs> well, why not? we Yeah, you know, we, we could bring Cindy back in, but unfortunately, I don't know where our friend Cindy is tonight. Uh, just oh, okay. it, it, Lately, it seems like when we have a conversation, I know definitely she would, uh, you know, be into and have a lot to say. She's not able to uh, to come, <laughs> so I don't know. I haven't heard from her. Uh, I hope she's okay. I I sent her a text earlier today and have not heard from her, uh, so I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I'll let you know once I find out. Uh, but I do have one, quest, uh, one quick question, and I, then I'll bring in Susan. And then I do see uh, some more callers. Uh, I know you're listening in, which is great. Uh, but if you'd like to chime in, push the one on your number dial, And we'll get you into the show. Now, you hear some folks who say that, you know, Jesus was a socialist. What do you say to the people who who say that?
4: In in the Bible, when they talk about what he was doing, they, they set up a socialist realm of understanding. Yet, in fact, if we go back to it, we find that he was a worker. And we find that everybody that worked with him was a worker and that what they collected and did was as workers, and they went out and fed and clothed individuals, which would be considered socialism, but they were out also teaching the responsibility of your learning and following it. In the country of Dominic, the president of Dominic, Caribbean Indian, made a statement. It is not my responsibility to feed you. It's my responsibility to teach you to feed yourself. Biblically, I think the Bible says you learn, you exercise, and you employ and you accomplish. I know there are times when we have a transition, when we have to take people and get them through a system, that we have to start them out in a network of training and education and feeding. But we have to translate that to education, production, and defense. I think that anyone that says that he was a socialist is missed the entire principle of the scripture of the Bible of your individual responsibility.
2: Yep, and enough, like I, mean, I you agree th- with that. It's just I do hear I do hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, you know, Jesus was a socialist." <laughs> I that a uh, lot that goes,
4: that goes back to when The married couple Sold their pr- produce And it was supposed to be Divided within the group And they hid part of it And they both die. And so if you're not a socialist And defend uh, what you gave The community God will kill you And that is based on A misunderstanding of the scripture And that's just the way it is uh, When you get finished With your conversation I'm going to take you To the war on terrorism I'm going to take you to the welfare programs. I'm going to take you to Article One, Section Eight, and then you
2: can go into your next part. All right? Okay. Go. Telly, do you have anything else before he goes uh, goes on?
0: Well, I would I would encourage Doctor Tolman to, uh, well, I'll say it in a subtle way. Um, <laughs> here's a good I read the book How to Influence. Uh, Sorry, little mental flip here. How to Win Friends and Influence People, and it was changed my life, and it's made my message more attractive. And uh, in, in a direct way, I'm, I'm saying um, I, I'm hearing an angry voice, and I'm not sure that's very attractive.
4: Yeah, and I want you to know I'm a motivational speaker. I also uh, owned a company called Out of Success Motivation International. And when I'm presenting things to you, I have different ways of presenting it. I can teach charismatic. I can teach passive. I can teach passive-aggressive. Or I can teach where I'm giving you a viewpoint. And the fact that we're standing here now separated by telephone, you have to understand there's no aggressiveness in what I'm saying. These are about the Constitution. And as a motivational speaker... I can change my tone, and I can tone it down, and I can talk to you this way, and by changing my tone,
1: you then don't
4: take the, of the side of it. Or I can go back to the fact that I'm very aggressive about my belief, and if I'm aggressive about my elite belief, you have a right to accept it or not accept it.
6: Uh-huh.
0: Well, where I'm coming from is, yes, we can be passionate. Yes, we can have convictions. Yes, we can boldly say them. Um, I just, I've been learning a lot from Ben Carson and in, in his how, and he doesn't back down. He'll defend himself. He will put somebody in their place. He's got some magic there. And what's amazing about him is he, he did not want to run for president. But he had, after his prayer, which by the uh, prayer breakfast thing, uh, in DC, uh, only the only person that appeared twice was, was was Billy Graham, but he he was having tons and tons of people writing him, calling him, and so he finally ran for president. And I think the how in which he did it is is so admirable. And I, mean, I kind of wish I would have learned more about him in the primaries. Well, except I'm in California, I didn't have a choice because he dropped out. But it's if like, I was in Iowa, uh, well, I, I probably would. So. Yeah. If I was in Iowa, my home state, I probably would have voted for him in the, in the caucuses. Um, that, that's kind of where I'm going with this. You know, yeah. like, and I'm not going to get his into example. Ben Carson
4: because I'm not going to get into Ben Carson because I did a complete research study and I have an opinion which totally differs than yours. So I'm going to leave it out of the equation because my background investigation on certain things comes from a different standard of what a person says and what his past actually did. So I won't get into me, To me, it's the how he does it, the how.
0: I mean, yeah, we can disagree on, on, well, I don't know much about his research, so you might be dead on, but I'm noticing the how and how effective he is in his how.
4: I understand what you're saying, and when I speak to people, they go back to work. They get off of the welfare programs. They go into drug rehabilitation programs. They get into systems and education. I'm a motivational speaker. I convince you that you're the one responsible. It's not my problem. I take you out of social welfare. I show you how to get from point A to point B. I don't make you stay in point A by feeding you. I show you that when you donate clothing to me, you're going to put it up in a garage sale at your house and you're going to sell those items to feed your family. I show you yeah, how you're responsible. You're responsible.
0: Yeah, well, what's nice about what we did, our homeless shelter, the first year we had a bunch of guests, and then this went up to 25 people a night. And then uh, the second year, not one person uh, returned to the shelter. We had zero recidivism rate. And we, uh, we got a lot of compliments. A lot of One girl, um, she got off of drugs. Nobody cared. Um, another person, one year he was um, an alcoholic, problems married, about to fail, homeless. And then the next year, he got his life straightened out. One of our pastors got with him. And the next thing you know, he was hosting. And then he got a job. And he's heading in a really great direction. So it's really, I like what you're doing is what I'm saying. I totally okay. like
2: what when you're I doing did, because when that's when what I we did need to do on a personal ministry. level.
4: Yeah, when I do prison ministry, 98% of the people in prison return. When I do prison ministry, less than 3% return to prison.
0: That's all awesome. I get it for that's that's
4: that's what we need.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, I, I love what you're percent. doing because this is how we beat socialism, is when Christians step up to the plate, uh, show mercy and direction, and sometimes be tough as nails. Um, that's, that's what's needed to beat socialism. Like you're saying, 1800s, the churches, people would go there. And that's a beautiful thing. If we can get back to that or inspire more people to get away from that. And get jobs, and get, so there's a certain dignity when people work. You know, even though I was out in the sun 100 degrees and I was so exhausted, um, you know, there's a dignity to that. And socialism robs people from their dignity. So how do we? How do we? I mean, you're obviously doing it on a personal level, and I totally many compliments to you on that.
4: When I was 13 years old, I hold watermelon, pick corn, Worked with migrant workers, and cleaned out outhouses. 100 hours a week made 33 dollars before given the choice because of my own family background at 17 to go into the army or go to jail. And the motivation of God bringing me into a different path was unknown to me until 1999. So the answer to your question, when they listen to my story and they hear my past, I don't become a statistic. I become a real person. And because I'm a real person and have a real history These prisoners, these men and women, can relate to you. If you went through life blessed with everything and you went and taught, you have nothing. But if you go through your trials and tribulations, these are your learning devices on how to become successful. So I know how to become successful because I've been through the trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations and failures are not negative. They are the stepping stone to success. When I taught Napoleon Hill, when I taught Think and Get Rich, when I wrote my book, The 86 Principles of Walking Your Vision, when I sat down and hand out thousands and thousands and thousands of literatures, when I do all this, I give a person $20, and I give them my book. And I said, if you don't read my book and you're here next week, I'll give you another $20. I never had one person return for the $20, and I gave out hundreds of thousands of these books over a 15-year period. So the answer to your question is you influence a person to open up their own mind. You're the one that says, I've been there. I've done it. I've lived it. I've overcome it. If I can do it, so can you. Look at you. And they realize that.
0: What's the name of the book? I want to write it down here quick. will grab a it's pen. On
4: my it's on my website. It's called Walking Your Vision. It's in Spanish and English. Uh, you just go down the list. There's a PowerPoint presentation on how we were founded. There's a second one. It's called Walking Your Vision. Uh, you click on it or you email me at cfabamerica.com, and I'll send you the PDF file which will open it. You can also go to my church, cfacs.com. You go to the books, and you'll see the book, Walking Your Vision, in Spanish and English. You click on it. It will open. It's free. And you download it, and you print it. It's 86 Uh, principles on how to be successful, how to be a leader, and what does the Bible and the Scriptures say about it. Wow. What's your email again? So I, I want to get the PDF. Okay, the PDF file you can do it two ways. You can go to cfacs.com, click on Books. You'll see it on the right-hand column. Click on Walking Your Vision. Or you can go to cfabamerica.com, and I will email it to you directly. There's no charge. I own nothing. Everything I have and everything I've done does not belong to me. I have that churches that, that copy everything I do for free yeah can you can you see that a little slower the website website is christ found all creation saved to be my airplane company charles frederick aircraft sales god took my name it became c f a c s c fax dot com that is the academy i s c
0: i'm i'm really tired okay c f a c
4: s C-F-A-C-S, Christ Found All Creation Saved. Dot com? Dot com. Yes, sir. And Good. you, you Good. click on books. That's a 52-week school. Everything is free. You click on books, go to the right-hand column, and you'll see everything you need about that particular book or any other book to include marriage counseling. Okay. Well, that's cool. I want to check that out. Yeah. And so you do that. Um,
0: All right. I, I've said can enough. I, I need to uh, tur- turn over the airtime to others.
4: Can I go into the okay,
6: final?
2: So go ahead. All right. Well, let's get wanna, it, Let's bring get... Susan in and get some. Uh, let's get some of Susan's thoughts. We got plenty of time, but let's go ahead and get uh, Susan, some uh, Susan uh, back in here. Go ahead, Susan. You still with us there, Susan? Okay, we'll uh, go ahead and bring it back to you, Dr. Tolbert. All
4: right. We've done all but uh, six of the articles, and I want to take you to where we're going and what you're going to hear Trump and other people talk about, and you will hear them use my arguments that were used many months ago. A strong armed forces increase in manpower and the return of draft is the only way to return America to the force that other countries and our enemies would not want to see happen. Their current political system has weakened the U.S. and has created an atmosphere of terrorism. By having ready armed forces and the understanding that troops on the ground win battles, will hold the enemy at bay. Since the reduction of our military and the enrichment of manufacturing weapons, we have lost the respect of all nations, to include our allies. A well-trained army backed by generals who understands troops on the ground is the only way to fight terrorism. Our borders will only be secure when our enemies understand we will not only search them down, but that we will go to the cause and treat the problem into the welfare the only way to decrease welfare is to educate empower ploy our young currently we're working on a program that will train our citizens to earn a better income and survive a hands-on training along with on the job training teaching by hybrid school system where on- online classrooms parents are working jointly to reduce poverty and in reaction of assemblies, regardless of their doctrine. The amount of regulations permitting the religious organizations from feeding, clothing, and sheltering the population has a greater cost to the government, which is leading us to a socialist nation. We will also help those we have that have need for our help, but that number can be reduced and become manageable with proper training. Congress must declare war, before the military is deployed. America gets pulled into too many proxy wars because Congress does not adhere to the Constitution. The United States has not declared war since 1942. The last time one of our enemies surrendered was 1945. Putting boots on the ground is not declaring war. Congress must identify enemies. This includes calling radical Islam terrorism radical Islam, what it is. The military fails at nation building because of policing others is not its purpose. Congress must overhaul the rigid promotion system in the military. Commanders should have the authority to promote subordinates based on merit. The military drain power is byproduct of government inefficiency. Congress must reform, reform the procurement and contract process, waste, fraud, abuse, are rampant in our military. Just because someone says it helps our military doesn't mean that that's true. Congress can fight charism, chari- 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 charism which is the staying in the military, with pension reform. Our military needs a culture of candor, pension reform, safeguards against yes-men, Congress has the opportunity to improve military transition programs by integrating willing private sector entrepreneurs. American private sectors need the loyalty, commitment, problem-solving, discipline, perseverance, respect, character, willingness to learn, punctuality, organization, and productivity of veterans. We can fulfill memorial moral obligation, and and reverse the policies of Obamacare by reforming veterans' health care, demonstrate that individuals can make rational decisions, that free market solutions provide better care, are more efficient, and are more responsive to the consumer. An effective veterans' health care system can also show future military members that the American people will care for them, if they sacrifice for their, congr- their country, congressional conservatives can and should win this issue today. This is the issue that will destroy progressiveness in the United States. Go on the offense. Section one, excuse me, Article one, Section eight, Clause eleven through eighteen was written by the founding fathers to ensure that the president did not abuse his power as the president and the executive branch. That article sets forth orders for congressional power to override the president. Under Article One, Section 8, clauses 11 through 18, Congress is required to establish a congressional army and navy and bring forth a militia. States can join the militia under congressional rules. The congressional army is to suppress insurgents and repel invasions. Congress is supposed to issue warrants of arrest for practically every and last Democrat and Republican in the United States and the U.S. Senate. They are to be charged with insurrection, starting an evasion and treason. They can also be charged with welfare fraud, for giving entitlements to non-citizens in violation of the treason laws in Article 3 Section 3. Obama can be arrested for the same above reason. The Congressional Army can march down the halls and the White House and arrest Obama for treason and abating America. It is up to the American people to enforce the First Amendment. You have to take and read the Constitution to make a statement. You cannot give an opinion unless you can quote where in the Constitution that we have a right to arrest anyone who has violated and committed treason. In 2010, Obama was advised to not support ISIS. Obama and Hillary Clinton supported ISIS. They did it again in 2012. They left weapons on the ground. They allowed the conveyance of multi-millions of dollars of armed aggression. They did not take on Iraq's oil reserves. They passed through Iraq without conquering or putting enough boots on the ground. Our next president in the United States and our next senators must take charge and bring order back to our military. Obama has fired our military generals. That was for what I am saying. He has only hired and kept generals that are yes people. If I was the president of the United States as the commander-in-chief, the first thing I would do is fire every general that's currently in the Army, and I would bring back every general that was released by Obama. And we can go from there if there's any comments.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, he put all his, uh, his generals in there, and, well, we know what that's like. Anyway, let's go ahead and bring it back to Susan. we got John who wants to get on the line as well, uh, and so we'll get John in. But first, uh, let's go ahead and bring Susan back, and then uh, we'll get uh, John in, and then Kelly, if you got any more from there, and we'll uh, see how the show goes. we got about, um, oh, wow, maybe 30 minutes before I have to start taking – closing comments and, and, and changing things up for uh, for the show. Uh and then looking forward to uh having our guest on next week, uh gentleman uh running for office and we'll get uh him in uh next week for that. So let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Susan.
3: Um, yeah, I'm sorry I was uh, I had someone blabbing in my ear and I know you didn't want to hear him and I couldn't hear you and him both. Um but uh I found something now I know what he said about Islam and all that, but um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Alberto Rivera um he used to he was a Jesuit priest and um I'm sorry to say that I don't know how you guys feel, but I know for Fox here and what has been written that Islam Well, you know, there's Islam as a religion or whatever you want to call it in Iran. They were the Medo-Persians. They were not from the descendants of Ishmael. They were their own. They conquered Babylon, in fact, the the one that was run by Nebuchadnezzar. They were the silver body that Daniel saw in the dream. And then came Greece and then came Rome. And then came the feet at the bottom that were made of iron and clay. So um, they were not well, a, a descendant. So not everybody who takes who worships Allah, so to speak, uh, is uh, uh, from the descendant of Ishmael. But um, Muhammad was with his uncle when a Roman Catholic monk learned of his identity and told him to guard him, that he might be persecuted. You see, the Catholic Church was behind the forming of Islam. They did it for their own purpose. They did it to um, eliminate both the Jews and the true Christian believers who refused to accept Roman Catholicism. And they saw the multitude of the Arabs as a source to do their dirty work. Uh, now, there were some Arabs who were Roman Catholic, and they were used as spy networks to carry out Rome's plan to control the multitude of Arabs who had rejected or did not accept Catholicism. And that's how the Crusades came to be. They wanted the city of Jerusalem, and they were using the the hordes of Muslims for that, too. And uh, Kahaja had a cousin named Warakwa, who was a faithful Roman Catholic, and became Muhammad's advisor, and he had tremendous influence on Muhammad. Um, the Vatican had Catholic Arabs across North Africa who spread the story of the Great One, chosen to be their God. And when Muhammad was being trained, he was told his enemies were the Jews and the only true Christians were Roman Catholics. He was taught that others calling themselves Christians were actually wicked imposters and should be destroyed, and they still do that to this day. Okay? Um, so there is many, there's much, much proof that, and they don't want you to see that connection between them and the Catholic Church at that time. It was later that the Catholic Church lost um, control of them. Uh, uh, Muhammad also wrote under War cause direction that Abraham offered Ishmael as a sacrifice. The Bible says that Isaac was a sacrifice but Muhammad removed Isaac's name and inserted Ishmael's name. So they built a mosque, the Dome of the Rock, in Ishmael's honor, on the site that was destroyed in 70 AD, the Jewish temple. Okay? How could they have given a sacred shrine to the Pope without causing a revolt? Well, the Pope realized they were out of control, and uh, he was really upset about that. War was inevitable because you don't turn on your master. And uh, they had So nobody was winning And so he raised up his armies And called them crusades To hold back the children of Ishmael From grabbing Catholic Europe They were going to try to go as far as invading Europe So there's a lot of history there And we have to remember That it it didn't start until Really until until the Catholic Church In that time started You know Yes there were Arabs You bet yeah, there was, but this is not when Muhammad and his stuff came to be and when they were behind it. So this is my little history lesson here. It goes into it, it, many months. Yeah. Go it,
4: ahead. I'm not, Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. I do know that when Muhammad died in 632, what took place, and I do know at the age of 40 – uh, he was out the Knights of Templar, which was the Christian Crusades, and that he went out and was destroying uh, and part of the movement which France got involved, which is now part of Ireland, of, of removing. And I do know in 634, called the Ridda Wars, and you have to remember, I don't make a comment unless I can back it up someplace. So even though we may be heading in a different direction, we're going to come to the same conclusion, that in the conquest and how they went about it in the 8th century in Africa and Spain in the West and the lands of Central Asia and India to the West were also brought under Islamic. We can show why the Catholic Church was working and how they were doing this with the Knights of Templars. And now we know yeah. the Knights of Templars are related to the Illuminati and the Jesuits. So when we get into one world power and you go back to 632 and you go back to the death of Muhammad and what he did at the age of 40, and you go in and look at what happened in Constantinople and you go in and look at this other real data that's available, uh, we, which is now Constantinople is Istanbul. Uh, You know we, we, we have Data that shows That there was a relationship But the relationship was Conquest the Roman Catholic Church working with the Knights Of Templar had a goal As they have today And they undermined by setting up A false storefront And sometimes we Read historical data And we have to get past that Data and look at The Reda Wars We have to look at the uh, History of tens of thousands Of Arabs were put to sword Until the tribes resubmitted To Islam We have to go back and look at the Arab Muslims from quarreling In 634 We have to go back to Egypt in 641 The Persian Empire In 650 The early 8th century The North African All this data is linked To uh, places on my website uh, That people can go in They can present their viewpoint Their viewpoint will enhance my knowledge I don't say that I know everything Because you can only have a limited amount of knowledge But if you take your knowledge along with what I get And what you give me And we combine it I have this fact that I love to do I say prove me wrong Because I do not want you to prove me right People don't understand that. I only learn when you prove me wrong. I learn nothing when you prove me right. So I love people to take what you just did, present their other viewpoint, and show me a view that I may have missed because you get into one direction and you forget and put blinders on. So I'm not arguing that the Bible says one thing and you say something different. I'm just saying from the fact I have degrees in theology, I take it from Scripture, and I look at it from a different viewpoint. Whether yours is correct or incorrect is not relevant. What is relevant, you have a viewpoint.
3: Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, the persecution against the Christians was useless because they continued to grow and lay down their lives for the gospel of Christ. And a counterfeit Christian religion could destroy the work of God, which was Rome, um, that became the Roman Catholics. I, I'm sorry to say, I think there's good people in the church. But that is the history, if you look it up, the real history of it. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and the other, they were, were yeah. raised up to slaughter the believers of Christ and create religions and create wars. And the one thing the three major religions have in common, Roman Catholics look to the Vatican as a holy city. They all have a holy place. The Jews look to the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem, and the Muslims look to Mecca as their holy city. And they all believe that they received certain types of blessings for the rest of their lives for visiting this holy place. Which a place, yes, it's holy. I mean, Moses stood on holy ground. It says that in the Bible that the Lord told him, you're standing on holy ground. But but on those three cities, the Lord never told anybody that. That it was holy ground So they all will fight for whatever And unfortunately we all get caught In the twisted uh, thoughts That they all three have to some degree Yeah, and, and I agree
4: with you And if you go to the article of where, When did uh, Islam begin and where did it end And you go to the reference Bible information says about Muslims and you go to the other references of car.com and other articles of, of mosque and the building of mosque and their, the intent, and you get into the Persian, the book of Revelations, Matthew's. Uh, I have seven pages outlining the biblical factors and how it ties to the Bible versus things that people may be presented. And I look at it from a theological basis, not only from a constitutional basis.
2: Okay. But at this point, I'm let's go the, ahead and bring uh, John in. We are running, unfortunately running out of time, and only have about uh, 20 minutes before we need to take final comments and we close out the show. So let's go ahead and welcome John. Thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
5: Oh, doing fine, thank you, Robert. I definitely wanted to make sure that I got it. To say, man, I've really enjoyed this. I appreciate everybody coming on and having these discussions. It helps us all grow. I wanted to also um, reflect on what was discussed earlier in the conversation. You know, sometimes we get personalities and demeanors mixed up with intent because like um, Kelly pointed out about Uh, Jesus telling Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Well, also, if you think about when Jesus went into the temple and flipped over all the money changers' tables and run out those people, I doubt those people were saying, boy, that was a guy in an act of love. I'm sure they were probably looking (laughs) at it a little differently. So sometimes, you know, when you spank your child, you know that child is thinking, Daddy sure does hate me. But he finds out later, Daddy really loves me. But I'm still learning And trying to cut my uh, Or understand how to Separate personality And demeanor And understand that Most of the time I receive it because of my own personal Bias in the way I receive it And if I'm offended it's usually because There's something about What was said that resonated With me and my own personal lust Or guilt not That they intend now, if they're right in my face and point, but anyway, I just really appreciated the conversation and wanted to encourage Robert to have Mister Tolbert back on another time when you can actually have a gospel hour as opposed to a history and a and a a founding (laughs) of our
6: nation. We do we do want
5: to have we do want to get more details on this founding of our country though too because that is going to be very important to stabilizing the foundation of of our country moving forward as the United States of America, because if we are all just making up in our own mind what the Constitution and the Declaration means, and we're not all thinking on the same page and rowing the boat together in the same direction, then we're we're all going to be just saying, well, the Declaration means this, and, and it's my own interpretation, and you can have yours. Well, we don't solve the problem because we're not rowing the boat together in the same direction then. We have to find a way of finding some level of amical, mutual understanding that we can row together so we can heal our nation. Otherwise, we're just going to keep separating. But I I'm just wanted to encourage everybody to keep up the good work. I think it was awesome. Thank you for your time.
2: Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate you, you know, coming to the show. And definitely, uh, speaking of that, if uh, folks, whether it's on your email or your Twitter or your Facebook or word of mouth, uh, which, of course, uh, is just as important uh, as we've uh, discovered this evening, uh, to share out the link uh, so they can hear our uh, show tonight as well as uh, to join us on subsequent shows as we move throughout uh, the election here, 2016, Uh man, I tell you what, you know, like to tie this into uh, you know, to things of what Hillary Clinton is behind him, I might in, in no uh way, shape or form want her to be the uh the president. You want to talk about things changing uh for the worse for all kinds of uh different uh, individuals and groups uh, and I really think that the constitution will suffer, our sovereignty will suffer, uh those who are religious, I think your religious freedoms will suffer, uh as well as definitely uh, will suffer with uh, the way she'll uh, just ev- uh, eviscerate uh, the Constitution and especially certain ones of our amendments, uh, including uh, the second and I would even say tenth amendments uh, would be eviscerated under a, a Hillary Clinton presidency. And I think it's uh, very important, as we kind of mentioned this earlier tonight, uh, is to, you know, when you, when you talk to people, get the information out when we're talking about social media. And with the start of the letter that I read uh, about that is that, you know, we we need to do more than just preach to the choir, uh, so to speak, uh, kind of using a, a religious tone there and that argument. And that if we just keep talking to people who are like-minded like ourselves, which is great we're just going to be teaching, you know, preaching to the choir. We really need to get out to those undecided people, the people who are looking, the people who are searching, the people who are independent, uh, not, uh, because we just talk to people with the R's and the D's. We're really not going to get, uh, anything, you know, accomplished in my opinion. Uh, we really need to reach out because there's still probably plenty of folks out there who don't know, and, and since this is a political I'll bring this up, uh, don't know who uh, they're going to be voting for, uh, I mean, they still think that the possibility of Hillary Clinton, that's probably to help the media, uh, is still a viable uh, uh, option, which in my opinion is not. I think at this point Trump is pretty much the only way to go, uh, president-wise, and you know, and then we'll uh, – I think it's important to do third parties. We all know here how I support them uh, in the down ballots, uh, certainly. And speaking of all sit-down ballots, we will be having uh, someone because we know that local elections are important too. Uh, we will have uh, a Matt Waller on uh, next week uh, to the show he's going to be running for a state representative uh, position. Now, although you know we, you know we're a national show, but it's uh, and that's not really you know a national uh, election. It is important to highlight uh, those who are running for local elections because he knows maybe perhaps one day uh, they will be making it on the national stage. And if that's the case, we want to make sure that the people who do get elected are not only going to be, you know, representatives, but they're going to be statesmen and stateswomen as well, not just your politicians as we're seeing now. So I think that's going to be very important in getting things done and in changing things as we're talking tonight, uh, you know, in in the future, because if we just keep on what, what we're doing, well, we know where we're headed, don't we, folks? Yeah, so I got Well, go ahead, Doc. Go ahead, Doctor Tolbert
4: I'd like to add to that: everyone who had a viewpoint tonight, the eleven articles on my website is available, and I would ask that you read them. And if you have an opposite viewpoint, I would ask you to present it, and I will make that part of. The 11 articles. Otherwise, I want your viewpoint based on real documentation reference that says this is one viewpoint based on the other because everybody has references that takes them to a different standard. So when Susan or someone gives a viewpoint, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it took it in a different direction. And it would be important to those 11 articles that it's just not my viewpoint, but it's a viewpoint of other people where people get to come to their own conclusion based on other people doing research. No professor or research person doing a dissertation can make their own assumptions. They actually have to look at what other people are saying, and then they have to come to their own summary and their own conclusions but they have to present the other people's viewpoint and the reader then has to come up with well, how does what do i think about that
2: well i am not agree especially since i might be having uh papers and research uh myself uh, a little personal though, i have been considering going back uh to school myself, I can't, can't imagine being my age, which I'm not going to tell anyone, so don't ask. Uh, going back, uh, getting, I know I was uh, got my degree later on in life, just, you know, things that happened that, that made that have to be so, uh, but considering getting my Juris Doctorate, and so it, it'll help out with, you know, my career path, you know, at the company I'm with it presently. Uh, so, I'm kind of bantering that uh, idea back and forth. I, I don't know if that's uh, what I'm going to do. If I do, I'll probably end up just going part time. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's, it's just a great I've been to get for, you know, quite some time anyway. But, I, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of time. So, you know, it's, it's kind of something I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I want to do it. I part, part of me don't want to do it. But, boy, I know it's going to be a lot of time commitment.
4: Now, let me just give you a viewpoint on that in two thousand and two, I went back to school, got two master's and a doctorate degree. I finished in two ten i'm seventy four years old
2: Well so I appreciate said, it my you know my, my dad he'll be he'll be eighty six the end of this uh end of this month, and so you know if I got his his genetics, I'm gonna be around for uh, quite some time myself uh now. <laughs> You know, so, but, uh, you know, as I as said, I'm going to be using it for, you know, for, for my career path. Unless, you know, I, you know, I get picked up by another radio station or something of that nature, then that would be a different path. I mean, that would be a preferable path for me. I'd rather do that. Uh, but we'll yeah. see uh, what things bring.
4: Yeah. Remember, Moses was 80 years old before he finished his journey for 40 years. So age is not relevant. What is relevant? Your own self-motivation. And what you're going to do next And that's what we teach We teach it's about you You'll get the calling The door will open You'll pursue the path You will accomplish it No one is responsible for that Until you open that door And it'll happen Because you've already put it in your subconscious It materializes It becomes a fact And it's done
2: yeah, I like, that mode of, uh, I like that mode of thinking. I really do. And it looks like we got about 20 minutes, unfortunately, till the end of the show. And so what we uh, generally do about this point is to uh, get some finishing thoughts uh, on uh, the issues. And first I'm going to go ahead because, you know, Kelly, no, uh have got some things you are got to work on. So let's go ahead and we'll do it this way. We'll get your uh, finishing thoughts or final thoughts is what we call them here on the show. There was an audio clip I wanted to play. Uh, it's about four minutes long. Uh it was actually uh, remember the time Chris Christie uh was uh it looks like he appointed uh a Islamic or Muslim uh judge to be on one of his courts and he was uh defending his reasoning uh for that. And I know there's talk about him being uh you know, if Trump does get elected to being attorney general. Uh I, I, could, I can see some pluses for uh Chris Christie being the Attorney General, I think that he would pursue, uh, you know, the criminalities of Hillary Clinton. I think he would pursue that. But, of course, on the flip side, uh, you know, would he also put in uh, judges who think Sharia law might be something that's okay for the United States, or at least on the, uh, you know, appellate courts. Uh, So we'll um, unfortunately get to that. Maybe we'll have a few minutes for To that, but unfortunately we won't have enough time for discussion. It's probably another one of those shows we probably could have fit another hour into, but, uh, just don't have the time for that. Uh, so let's go ahead and, uh, Kelly, we still got you on the line so you can give us uh, your final thoughts for the night.
0: Well, I appreciate, uh, Dr. Tobin Tobin coming on. And I think he's an excellent example of personal change and moving forward and inspiring people to do the same. And, uh, I think that's one of the greatest um, tools to uh, remove socialism and bring people dignity, Um, of course, help the family, et cetera, et cetera. So, of course, I've been accused of being a constitutional scholar. The three branches of government, though, are Larry, Moe, and Curley. So hopefully we can attract people to um, join us and get large numbers and make a difference. Um, John, I like your comment. It's interesting. Yeah, Jesus did turn over the tables uh, the money changers, and you know i I believe that every second of every day when Christ walked the earth, he was acting in love. What was the love that he was um, acting on? of course, love of his father when he turned the change turned the tables. but love also has to uh, be just um, to love justice is key, and he was uh, Christ was obviously angry, a righteous anger. Um, at the injustice going on. Probably the poor were not able to buy um animals for the sacrifices. And so he was angry at the injustice towards the poor and and so he he did that. And it's you know, again I'm going back to studying Christ. At times he was gentle and talking and attractive, other times he's tough as nails. I don't have the maturity to know when to do that and when not, I'm still trying to figure it out. But I think if we make our message attractive and at times be just blunt forward with what we're saying, I think we're going we're to have a, 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 a really good effect in attracting more people into respecting the Constitution and, and our liberties be respected. So um, a, a good points there, John. So anyway, yeah, I just, I just enjoyed this conversation, and uh, hopefully we will see uh, Dr. Tobin again. I'm going to look up your book and to get some inspiration from that. So I guess that's about all I have to say.
2: Well, thank you very much, as always, Kelly, uh, for coming on. Uh, as you and I have talked off the air, you know, I am working on something or at least looking into uh, something, and, and you know what it is, and that's something we'll keep behind the scenes, and uh, getting Bard's logic, uh, increasing viewership, or listenership, I should say, uh, for that as well. And, you know, perhaps if that comes to pressure, it's going to be some time. Uh, before you know it's implemented, if, if we can even get that far, uh, I'll let folks know what you know when that time comes. But we are in a research phase, of uh, seeing on how we can do that. Um, and so once I uh, know more about it, of course, I will uh, share it uh, where and and when I can. Uh, so let's go ahead, and we'll do it the, this will We'll bring it over to you, John, for your final thoughts, and then we'll bring it over to Susan. And then, uh, of course, we usually give uh, our almost always gifts, our final, final thoughts to our guest uh, before I have to close things out. So let's go ahead and bring it over to you, John, and then Susan, and then we'll bring it back over to you, Dr. Tolbert. Uh, go ahead, uh, John.
5: Yeah, um, I appreciate what Kelly was just saying. It reminded me of Matthew 23, if anybody reads the Bible and looks through it. Jesus is speaking truth to power quite often saying, Woe well, unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites and it, it does matter sometimes on you know, how it's delivered. And if you look in the um second Corinthians eleven, fifteen, you'll see too that we have to be careful that sometimes the wolf is in sheep's clothing. And it, it, it's it's a struggle learning how to decipher when is the right time to be what or present it in a certain way. And I'm still in that struggle, too, so I'm with you there, brother. And I just say praise God for all the great conversation. And um, I'll be praying for you, Robert, that your God-given dreams come true and all the resources to make your your family full to beyond your expectations. And thank you for your time, and everybody have a great week. Well said, John.
2: You too, John. I appreciate it. Go ahead, Kelly.
0: Well, I, I was just complimenting, John. Um, but, yeah, I'm just... All right. I'll shut up again.
2: <laughs> That's okay, Kelly. Uh, let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Susan.
3: I'm going to I and let's uh, give a little, few more extra minutes to the doctor. And uh, I want to thank him. It was all very interesting. So I will get off, so he can talk a little longer.
2: Okay, so yeah, so we've got uh, some time here. We've got about uh, ten minutes before I have to uh, fully close things out. And so you know, I'll have uh, some final comments myself. Uh, so I hope, uh, as Kelly put it, you guys enjoy the Bard's Logic uh, Bible Hour. I'm just kidding, there, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> so, but also, uh, definitely, we'd like uh, I, I sent you an email. Uh, Doug uh with the information, contact information, uh, to reach Arno uh, Frost, who wrote How Democracy Will Elect the Antichrist. We're trying to get him on. He, he, he did decline the offer. I don't know why. Uh, but, you know, I'm waiting for an email for reply. Maybe I can get some more details. But perhaps if we get enough people to say, hey, Mr. Frost, we'd really like to have you on to discuss your book. Uh, maybe if we have other folks that as just help to reach out to him, especially with your background. Uh, he may be more uh, accepting uh, to joining us and, and having a conversation with us. I think it would be uh, a fascinating topic. I think it would be something uh, that at least uh, intellectually I'll enjoy because I almost uh, in college majored, or not major, I should say, minored in uh, theology myself and philosophy as well for that matter. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to have him on. And of course I know there'll be other folks such as Cindy's hopefully she's okay. Getting her back on uh, then she would enjoy that as well. I think it'd be an interesting conversation of course uh, for our audience. And uh, what I try to tell him was, you know, even though he's, he's not talking about just the United States in general, uh, he's talked about in the book, you know, you know, one of the democracies uh, in the world uh, he thinks is going to do that. Uh, we won't give too much away just in case we do end up getting him on the show. Uh, and, you know, and, but I was trying to put the angle that it's like, well, it's an election. And he pretty much said, it's, it's not really has to do with, you know, the election we currently are having, but of course, when it's an election season, you know, having that type of uh, conversation is probably, you know, more peak, uh than, you know, outside election season. I try to explain it that way to him, but, Perhaps that wasn't uh, enough motivation. So, uh, Mr. Tolbert, if you uh, could check that email out, uh, and maybe if you, you know, if you feel that you could contact him and/or or contact Kimberly, and see if we can uh, convince him to uh, change his uh, decline, then we'd still like to, you know, have it back on. But let's go ahead and finish off the last about. Uh, geez, I, I took more I thought. Uh, last six minutes here. Uh, before I have to close things out, uh for you to give your closing thoughts. Uh so in again, thank you very much for coming to the show and folks if uh you could just share out the link tonight uh on to just the different ways. But remember it's a free uh tell your friends it is a free downloadable podcast. They don't want to listen to the whole three hours straight. They can download it, uh even into a you know, an MP three uh format. So it can they can even listen to it on the phone, put it on C D, uh you know, things of that nature. Uh, heck, you could probably even put it in your iPod. I think you can even find uh the links, at least you're used to, or at least the podcast, on iTunes. There might even be a free uh, download on iTunes as well. Uh so check that out. And it's been a long time since see it. But anyway, I'm uh, taking away from your time, Doctor Tolbert for your closing thoughts, so go ahead. Well,
4: number one, um, the uh church C F A C S Uh, Is the uh, foundation of a book that I'm writing It's called Theology Through the Spiritual Eye And within the next couple years It will be in every Christian university Number two, your show tonight uh, Once it's uh, finished Will be in the five different uh, Trump's press releases It will be in seven of his Facebook pages And it will also be on Twitter and LinkedIn with him Uh, We also have a million viewers on our blog, Uh, so we will get this show out in front of everybody. Uh, Lastly, when I opened the show, I opened it, and the opening is also my conclusion. What are we as Christians commanded to do? This is our country. We have our freedom, not just because we fought for it, but because we have based our constitution and laws on the Holy Bible and God's governing laws of love, do we embrace these Muslims and friends reading, needing, our Jesus, or do we bid them Godspeed? My heart is broken for America and the people we have voted to govern us. We have really undermined our constitution and all the good and freedom we stand for. Are these invaders? Our enemies Or should they be treated as such Going against armies In the Old Testament God said They are not for me They are against me They are bowing to Muhammad And his laws That are against my laws Islam was created to kill off Jewish historical race They are against God And the laws of love Should we embrace them I say no What do you think will seriously happen to our freedom if Sharia law is allowed to take over our land of freedom? We will then no longer enjoy freedom. We have become the proverbial frog in the skillet. Put a frog in cold water, turn on the fire under him. He is lured to sleep by the warmth of the water until he is cooked without recognizing the danger he is in. He wakes up too late to realize he is done. Put a frog in a hot skillet, and he will jump out because he feels the danger. He feels the pain, and he knows his freedom will be gone, so he bells out. America, wake up. Bell out. Fight for what is right, to be free. Do not let America get away from God. In his name I say amen.
5: Amen.
2: Well, I uh, appreciate uh, coming on, uh, Dr. Colbert. And yes, you're definitely going to be welcome uh, to come on again uh, and discuss uh, your articles as we move on through uh, the election. And I want to give you uh, the best of luck on your personal election. We didn't really get to talk about that much, so maybe it's uh, actually I don't think we talked about it early at all except for a few references <laughs> so hopefully we'll be able uh, to alleviate that and be able to, yeah. uh, you know, get you all to talk, you know, a little on that. And, uh, you know, keep us posted, uh, you know, on how that's going on. I know you're a writing candidate. And, you know, I've, I've had uh, Randy Stuffelbeam from the Constitution Party on a couple of weeks ago, a couple of shows on ago. And, you know, about getting some petitions out uh, for some signatures, rather, of the candidates uh, here. And Ohio, and so I haven't unfortunately had a chance to to get a hold of uh, Don Schrader. Uh, I did have him in my contacts on my phone, but I unfortunately I had to reset my phone some time ago and never had the opportunity to get it back on. But i unfortunately wasn't able to uh, get that. I don't even know if it's is it too late to still get the signatures on the ballot, or is that a, a state? You know, I it's time. a state by state, isn't it?
4: There were short four electors. I got him ten electors. Uh, Bill, the chairperson in Florida, and I had a conversation today. Bill's a retired Air Force. Uh, Bill is uh, in his. Uh, we have an article on the web, How to uh, Help the Constitution Party. They're going to be in 40 states. Unfortunately, they waited until the sec- last second to ask for my assistance. It took me 20 minutes to provide what they needed. Now, can they get it in front of uh, the Division of Elections? Before the end of August And they have to have their 29 electors To make them qualified They now have over 36 So they meet the number But you still got to get the paperwork in and presented So um, we are, like I said We did just get endorsed uh, It's right in Tolbert.com Or called to Which will take you to our campaign uh, we are staying as a write-in. Uh, we're staying as a no party. But we do believe that we want to make sure that you have options. This is one of the unfortunate things going on in America today. And I tried to stay away from the fact I'm running for the U.S. Senate because of the nature of the program. But I am mm-hmm. a candidate for United States Senate replacing Rubio uh in uh November's race.
2: Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs>
6: anyway, notable, to,
2: there you go, Susan. We do have to close things out. Uh and I want to thank everyone and of course uh another reminder to uh get out there and share that link with folks so uh they can listen to the show and uh be a part of us hopefully as well in our subsequent shows uh and moving forward throughout the election of two thousand and sixteen. So, uh, also check out the website uh, for the show at www.barslogicpoliticaltalk.com, as well as the Facebook page there as well. Uh, check out the different pages, uh, the Bars Logic newsroom. You also have uh, the video there as well on Bloomberg TV. Uh, and so, uh, check those out as well as the contact page and, of course, our list of guests. Uh, and a little bit of updating to do, uh, so hopefully I'll be able to get that as well, so maybe if somebody comes by and makes this my day job someday, uh, as uh, you pointed out, John, uh, maybe i'll have uh, be able to do that. But I will close out the show tonight as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn, uh, and you can hear more from music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. So thanks again, folks, take care. We will see you next week with Matt Walburn, and have a good night and take care.
5: Cindy, we life. missed the girl. Hey, folks. It's will